Kipling, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operation in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. What a gang we have here tonight. So let's get to it, girls. Okay, you know the drill. Misters, fans, big box of Kleenex, big box of wipes, big squeegee. Squeegee, because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hey, Mac. Hey, girls. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here, as always. And as you know, I live for this. It's going to be an awesome show tonight, I can tell. Just by the just by the, the group of uh, energy. weirdos that are going to be on the show tonight. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> wow, you went that route. Okay. All right. Uh, we should do a little segment on exactly why the squeegee at some point. Because the squeegee. I don't even know. Anyway. Wow. I can imagine, but you I'm might not going to get into it. You might have just explained it. Who knows? Uh, anyway, up there in this compound. Um, up in uh, Maine, the great state of Maine. They know him as Coco on the street. We know him as Commander Cobra. CC. Good evening, Mac, and it's <laughs> always a privilege to join the formation, a eight chip tonight uh, uh-huh. before guests, which is very impressive. What, what, what are you doing? Your homework there? Having... What are you doing? What are you writing down? You're not paying attention. You're on the. What is he doing? Well, I'm paying attention okay. because I'm taking notes. There's no reason. Oh, you're ever. taking notes. Hey, Cobra, okay. thank you for your service. This being Veterans Day weekend. Okay, right. This is going to be kind of a veteran show. Well, uh, one, one, thank you. And the same uh, extends to many of our guests that are with us, uh, guest hosts that are with us tonight. Okay, thank right. you very much. Um, let's go up to the Bowl of Flakes, Battle Creek, Michigan, where our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, resides. Switchy, how are you? You know, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing uh, tonight than be here on the show. Wow. Where'd that come from? And he's sincere about that, too. You I know can tell. Is. I yeah. can see it in his eyes. Because his hair's not moving? You can see it in his eyes. <laughs> okay. Just um, don't look at the glass eye. Okay, listen. <laughs> uh, we um, also Thank you for us. your service, too. Also joining well, us. You. Also joining us yeah. is our security chief, Willie Club. Willie. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Great to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hello, let's, Club. Let's make that That's determination happening. at the end of the show. Um, also, everything okay with you? Everything's great. Super. Uh, let's Good. go around the horn. I'm going to save the best for last. So also joining us, Agent X. Agent X, the man who works for the agency, that works for the agency. Thank you for having me, sir. Okay. And I'm just like... The commander, you've got a, a huge crew of illustrious guests hmm, okay. and and, uh, and and fellows in our 
in our conversation tonight. So I'm happy to be here. Okay. All right. We're happy uh, to have you here as always, X. Yes. And thank you guys. I won't even say it for your service. Of course. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy to do it. You have the lights on in your uh, in your cellar there. That's a good sign. We're taking that as a positive sign. Also, I had a conversation the other day with uh, the lovely Mrs. X, and she says she'll come on the show sometime. Did you read that memo? Yeah, but I had I had a counseling session with her. <laughs> okay, right. Stop! Stop right there! Stop! Okay. And she has reconsidered. Oh yeah. Okay. Reeducation. Hey, look at. Talking about that kind of stuff, way down south, is our good friend Jocko Johnson is with us. Jocko, how are you yes, doing? Sir. Glad to be on the road call. Okay, you look as relaxed as ever. You got your he headset. Chill. Look at him. What hat? What do you have? A NASA hat on? What is that hat? Yeah, I'm in a spaced out mode. Are you really, is it a NASA hat? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, right. all right. I wore one once, and someone came up to me and said, "The right stuff on the wrong head." I'm telling you, wow. at, a, at a party, yes. really. Wow. Hi. How are you two? So anyway, okay. uh, all right, and now uh, also in the studio with us, armed or not armed? Give me a signal. Oh, no, oh, no. Okay, okay, I believe you. Uh, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo. Good evening, Mac. Hello, everyone. What's up? What's up? <laughs> you tell us. There, okay. So <laughs> what's up, Al? <coughs> what's uh, up? I've got, I've got to tell you, Al. You know what's up? With the, um, with the headphones on, you look like Bernie Madoff. Oh wow! Wow, that's wow. a name out there of you go. random. Um, uh, what's up? I was just telling Mac we had a 200-pound bear in the neighborhood, pretty That's much. Awesome. Can you imagine that? You gotta be oh, armed. You never know. Oh, yeah, wow. you gotta be armed. You're right. Yeah, somebody popped him too. Nice. <laughs> somebody hit him with a oh, car. Oh, right between the eyes. I hope. Listen. Okay. <laughs> up there, uh, and just uh, aggravate him, Raven. We have to get to the beauty among the beasts. Okay. Uh, up there in the uh, upstate New York, our favorite good witch joining us tonight, Raven. Hello, Raven. How are you, Raven? Hi, my friends. Well, now I'm super bummed out because a poor bear died. Oh, I'm with you, Raven. Oh, he's yeah, a troublemaker. I mean, he got hit by a car. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't intentional. Right. No. That's, oh, what, that's what they said. Oh, that's right, so sad. Oh, that definitely, now that I know the rest of the story, the bear was from Maine. I know how. I know. Uh, of how course it was. Goes. Why not? You know? I, I, I mean, I, I think that the. Does a little swimming, comes down, comes downstream a little bit, make a quick stop in New Hampshire for the liquor store. For the liquor and the cigarettes. Gets hit right. by a car. I know and then he comes to mass for the dispensary. Exactly yeah. Yeah. Substitute yeah. bear with a couple other things. I know exactly how this one goes. They go to the pot stores. Yeah, I shoot up bears so, with the Commander, camera. let's get, let's okay. get to the villain. The villain was a Massachusetts driver. How do you know? You don't know that. It's always. The yeah, no, it isn't. No, no way. Right, hey, two in the morning, too. Two in the morning. Yeah. Heading back to New Hampshire, probably Maine. All right, listen. Uh, Raven. driving on the wrong side of the road. Let's go to Raven. Pull them over automatically. Let's go to well, Raven. I heard the story was is that the air was walking on the wrong side of the road. It was what the driver claimed. Let's go to Raven. Raven. <laughs> Raven. It didn't have any reflective gear on. Raven. <laughs> do you have, uh, what kind of hat do you have on? Is that is that a Jenny hat or something? What's your hat? No, it's like some, I found it at like a shop when I was up in Maine yes. and it has a, it has a wolf with a chicken in its mouth. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Chicken right? wolf. And she was inspired because she was at like the compound. Yeah. It's like a mug shot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Get a little closer it's to the camera. Super, it's it's so soft. That is Maine. All right. That's the Maine humor. Okay. Wow. Cool. Jeez, and he's Raven. You got to tell me where you got that. Yeah. I we'll, like we'll let the fans know too. <laughs> Uh, listen, two things. The clock looks like it's working in the background. Looks like the tail is going back and forth, as you know, advertised. <laughs> and um, what's your what's your drink du jour tonight? Just tell us if people want to know. 
this is a strawberry coconut hard seltzer Ugh. and it's it's just meh it's yeah not great, oh, gee, big surprise yeah. okay all right yeah huh. i loaded up on uh hard seltzers for my house guest and mm -hmm. she didn't drink one while she was here mm. really but you guys made me such fancy cocktails oh <laughs> mac after dark passed out if i had hard seltzers <laughs> all right listen the swag is still going off the shelves really quick uh, but just write to us at macmoney.com hit the uh, contact button tell us you want your bag of swag and they are literally going around the world as it turns out which is good but it's also expensive. <laughs> you know, we love our fans in England, but every time I see a British address, I go, oh, boy. There goes 18 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that what the postage is? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. You know? so my so best you, part is the to, customs forms you get yeah, Customs forms and we Canada, same thing. Well, so, you, so you have to find one person to send it to or disperse it among yeah. you know, the, the other people. Believe me, country. we're thinking about that. The think tank is thinking about that exact thing. Just about, send them. Yeah, the, you know. Like they drop it at the post office and there's a place where they go pick them up like you know, hold for delivery. Or even to Canada. Even to I Canada. Think, I think it's probably well, cheaper if one of us moves to uh, England okay. to right. distribute the gear. Well, Mac, not me. Lisa and Sarah live in the UK. Uh, they, uh, their names. So let me give you their okay. address. Okay. Maybe they'll. All right. General, pick up general okay. post office. That's how you do yeah. it. So listen. They live? So they live near the Isle of Wight oh. on that coast. Mm -hmm. no, not them. Whoever comes to get this way. Uh, they're having a swell time. Good to know. Now look. So in these letters that we've been getting from fans, believe it or not, we got one from a fan today who has actually written a skit. Raven, you have the skit, right? I have the skit. Okay, so what happened was a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that in passing that there was a live band in our uh, neighborhood down on Plum Island where some of us live, and that the guy did. Do you remember this? He did a he did a uh, rap version of Charlie on the MBTA, MTA, okay. <laughs> and you could hear it all over the place. So Al, being the guy he was, says, "I want to do that and break up the party." You know what I'm saying that sounds like you. Yeah. So one of our Listeners actually did a skit on the five top ways Al would break up the neighborhood party. This is not me. This is one of our fans. Please. Let's start the music, Raven. Let's go. Number five. Full disclaimer, I have, I have not read any of these, Good. so this is going to be fresh. Excellent. I have no clue. So uh, he casually walks over to home's main electric feed and discharges his firearm into. Once the lights are out, he returns home to chuckle about it. Yeah, you that, cut off the lights. That's, basically. A that's, that's a little. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Number yeah, we can scale on possibilities. That's uh, yeah. yeah that's that, that's not the, totally right. out of character. He does know. that anyway. Go ahead. Number four. Playbook. Uh, during the annoying musical party guest set, Al gathers his most ill-tempered bees in jars and throws them over <laughs> into the party in glass jars, while Mac records the audio of the chaos for a new bumper. <laughs> That, a new bumper. That would work. This guy knows the show they're doing. But it's, and uh, I, I just like to add, so there, you want to understand that Al would use carpenter bees uh, uh, as oh, the primary yeah. culprit. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't waste the honeybees. Yeah. <laughs> carpenter bees are the not, worst. Not African yeah. killer bees. Baby steps. They're tough to import. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. And to pay. They don't travel well either. <laughs> okay. Number three. These are ways that Al Ronaldo would break up a noisy party in our neighborhood. Okay. Uh, Al enlists the help of Jocko, and they come roaring up to the home, dragnet style, and break the party up, while Cobra adds to the illusion 
by peering overhead in a chopper and spotlighting the party goers. <laughs> see? See, now yeah, we're talking. Yeah. You know, that would work. Works for me. You know, That's a clever you know, operation. He, he, I, I, I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable with the truth factor that some of this is coming up with. <laughs> well, no, see, I wouldn't have to get out of the car because I had a boss once tell me, officer, clear the street. I just drove on the sidewalk. And That's all. <laughs> That's what he says. Okay. All right. Oh, Where are we, Braven? Are we at number two? Number two or number four. Um, Either way. The uh, fan listed this one through five. Go ahead. I, this is reasons, um, uh, ways Al would break up a neighborhood party. That's making too much noise. Uh, Al calls in a favor from Cobra, and he initiates a flyover and tactically drops bags of flour. Al then calls the local authorities and says, I believe I just witnessed several bags of cocaine dropped in a bag. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. yes. I like it. Oh, this is great. Okay. Who is right. this guy? Hiram. Yeah, really. Um Okay, so here we are. The, the number one way Al would break up a noisy neighborhood pot. All right. Uh, Al simply says, time to crash the party. He enters the party and begins taking a leak on the shoes of the people throwing the party to assert dominance. Again, well, yeah. a little too close to real life yeah, here. Yeah. Mark, mark your you know, territory. So I'm getting yes. the feeling that... Uh... Mark, go ahead. Please, please. I tell you, I, 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 I really believe I know the author. I really? No, you yeah. don't. You don't <laughs> believe it. Go ahead, Raven, please. Scenarios. Finish the thought. Okay, uh, to assert dominance, then takes their finest bottle of alcohol and says, have a nice night, assholes. <laughs> yeah, that would work. That's uh, right on the money Ooh, there, yeah. to the, the truth. You know? That's all right. Well, there you go. We're going to have to, come on, we have oh, to hey. give it up yeah. for that. Uh, yeah, very, That's very, that was yeah. well done. Very well done. And yeah, the author person that submitted that deserves a, a little something special swag. Yes, yes. You know, yes. you know what it made me think of? I, instead of having Cobra drop the uh, cocaine, have you know, the fake coke. Yes. Just have him pick up one of the <laughs> the beach and. Oh wow! I'd rather you know, the, I'd rather the fake the, coke. There's frankly, five of them. Yeah. Well, that would break up the party oh, faster. That's though. true. Okay. That's true. And yeah, if you, Coke might get the party going. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you yeah. drop Coke in there. Yeah, it would make it louder. That's We'd the, really have a problem. The support so, party would be funny. Anyway. Uh, Raven, I'm crushed. I yeah, have we no all idea are. how you even know how that happens. Okay, listen. So why don't we do this? <laughs> On that note, why don't we do this? Uh, actually, we have a an announcement from Club, a security alert for our listeners. Uh, Club, do you have that? Did you receive that today? Yeah, I sure did, and I've been spending some time on it. I... Uh, it's a directive that I uh, am pleased uh, to be able to report to folks. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, well, anyways, uh, let me put on my hat here first. It's 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 it's, it's getting close to Christmas. Christmas. We'll have to uh, uh, you know uh, assume that he's really putting on his hat. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just happy is, if he tells yeah. us he's dressed without the camera. Yeah, right. yeah. He's just, yeah, just, work, on just work with the hat. If he we'll wants to sit there with the hat, that's fine. We'll find out next segment. Go ahead, please. All right. Well, anyways, what this is all about, this is a special Christmas gift announcement. Um, and uh, the concerns we've had regarding uh, gifts that have come in to uh, members of the uh, crew here uh, at Christmas time. So anyways, uh, Mac, Christmas is coming, and that means we usually get a truckload of gifts that fans send to the members of the show. A lot of them are gag gifts, and, and as you know, ones we deem as being hazardous or unsafe, we've had to put under a 30-day quarantine. Uh, 
-hmm. You know, some we even had to immerse in special types of water <laughs> for a period of time, and then we had to rub them down. And there was a whole process that when I say oh, we... Wow. You're exciting, JJ. It's exciting me. Sounds like a massage I had once. <laughs> really? okay. Well, anyways, since most of uh, our listeners probably aware of some of the issues that we face with uh, uh, this hazardous material, we've had to uh, request now that uh, this year uh, we're, uh, although we love getting uh, and vetting the gifts, uh, we just want to make one request this year. Anyone out there that's sending one one expensive sex toys for Christmas, <laughs> particularly the very creative ones, uh, may we suggest you send money and donate it to a worthwhile cause instead. This, right. this would really be best for all of them. As, as I know firsthand, uh, some of these... Uh, Poor choice of words there. Well, listen. Well, some of these gifts uh, for one, and one got the bulk of the, uh, what we'll call the... Uh, adult. Risque gifts. Okay, yes. The adult <laughs> um, side of but, things. But uh, I must say, some of them are very creative. And yes. I know that Juan had some fun with with a number of them. <laughs> I do. Yeah, wait a minute. More choice of words. How do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> but well, he's running out of places to store them. <laughs> wow. I, I like underwear. You know, gifts. I think Those this is good. really They're wrong on Club's part and 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 Mac's part because oh, the joy in Juan Juan's face when he opens these packages and it's one of the priceless one of, the one of his favorites that he has, does not have when yeah, he gets is, something new. Which is pretty hard to do in his world. I was going to say. Uh, well, well, you know, I thought most of you folks were, you know, kind of envious of one when we, <laughs> he got the bulk of those. Uh, those well, right. Gifts. Again, poor Joseph works. We're talking uh, about. Yeah. I, I, I go, where do you get these things? At the local uh, sex stop. You know? <laughs> you get them well, online. Well, as man, you know, brother. Mac, I mentioned you, some of them are homemade. Homemade. Well, there are some homemade. <laughs> uh oh. I think that. Uh, sex toys. Uh oh. The what one that was. go wrong with that? Well, the one that was really disturbing was the homemade one that was actually painted like a rainbow. Wow. Yeah. You know, the was worst it a, was it a unicorn? They can't find anything new, so you got to listen. Yeah, I, 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 I just think... think. I agree with Mac, though. It's time that we yes. request that. You know, in lieu of those uh, kind of uh, gifts uh, for this Christmas that, you know, yeah. you donate to the charity. Donate the 50 bucks. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buy a tree somewhere or something. Yeah, if, I'll be glad, too. I was getting a lot of rashes when I opened these boxes. <laughs> rashes. Wow. Never go well, away. I think wow. I got rosacea now. I don't know. Damn, I'm glad wow. you got them, not me. Listen, if Raven wasn't so here. So how, okay. how does sex toy ro rosacea get to your face? All right, hang on. Oh, that's oh, that's, that's not that's how medical. Face. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, only, oh that only happens to me if I get underwear as a gift. All right, listen. Oh, it's called oh, you got some. Oh, It's called yeah. oh. How did we go that's down my, this That's my road. favorite. It doesn't make any noise. It doesn't require any batteries. An X -Files. I can put them in my pocket. Wow. Wow. Okay. Take Boy. them out for later. But they're going to be. And if I know who it came from exactly, I just. Exactly. Close my eyes and, and imagine. And really? And how long oh. they were worn. Oh, oh, now we, stop, we transitioned stop. over to. Uh, former Beatles songs. Yeah, Amazing. Right. It's the whole, the whole Norwegian right wood. <laughs> oh, yes, right. Yeah, okay. It's very deep. Okay. Wow. Well, one, one. Okay. All right. Thanks. Very guys. tasteful. Yeah. Very, very tasteful. I got to go to church. Yeah, listen, we all do. Did I say uh, earlier this is the only place I'd want to be tonight? Uh, yes. <laughs> Somewhere have, over the rainbow, my friend. We have that Somewhere on tape. Over the we do. Can, can we have the, 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 oh, look over the minutes again and make sure I see <laughs> Okay. That. All right. Uh, hey, listen, you'll know, we do have a small box of Last year's uh, that we've uh, 
not distributed yet. So one, they'll be coming okay. up to you, uh, UPS uh, soon. Only UPS before Christmas. Okay. okay, watch out for him. Handle with care. The UPS. Got to see how. To okay. Get and if anybody's sending off. underwear, you know, please. Uh, okay. They please. have to be. First, no, wait, stop okay. it now. Come on, oh, I knew so that was coming. It's Christmas, okay? It's Christmas, dude. Marks. That's part of the criteria. Yeah, listen, you know, skid marks, well, you know, you know no. who gets this stuff. You know who the first stop in this chain is? It's old Mackie boy, okay? I don't want to be handling Explain you that to the wife, yeah, yeah, yeah right, exactly. He's a one one, if a one one, I've used that too many times already. That's not gonna work. I'll cover it. Where'd these come from? Oh, they're one ones. Listen, well, you have to go out this year and buy your own, Mac. Oh, oh my oh, God! Oh. Where did that oh. come from? I don't know. Left New field. material from club. Yeah, really? Even my apologies. Hmm. <laughs> and that's what I yes. Right. Put up with all of this. That's okay. She has her fingers in her ears. She's Sorry, Raven. Listen. Don't apologize. <laughs> Why don't we do this? Okay. Now that we're uh, you know on a laughing streak, we're gonna go to Switchy. Okay. The skew of the show, Switch. Everyone wants to know. Boy, I mean, everyone wants to know. What did you have for breakfast today? This morning, I went to Cracker Barrel. I had the old timers breakfast. <laughs> really? Okay. No, go ahead. No comments are needed on that. I had the old timers breakfast. Two That's eggs really what it's called on the menu? The old timers breakfast. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Two eggs over easy. Yes. Uh, you can get fried apples or hash brown casserole. Fried <sighs> apples don't really do much for me. So mm. I got the hash brown casserole. I that sounds good. I had yes. two. Turkey sausage patties. Oh, bad boy. Yes, and, turkey. Uh, wow. In place of the biscuits, I've got sourdough toast. Wow. And, by the way, there's a backstory behind this. Go ahead. But I also got grits. Oh, grits. grits. I love grits. Oh, oh, no. No. Grits are so good. No, no, no. Now, here's the backstory. It's done properly. It's short backstory. I can tell you a good grit story later. Look, uh, he's going to give what, us what, the backstory here. One of our listeners, Johnny Cobb, he's a musician. Yes. He suggested I go to IHOP. And listed off the stuff, and in it was grits. And he thought that would be, you know, it would get a chuckle or get, get some attention if I had grits for breakfast. Go ahead. But there's no Ohio hops around, around me, so I went to Cracker Barrel instead and had uh, grits. Excellent. <laughs> wow, switchy. So that's that was the, my my uh, breakfast was partially influenced by one of our listeners. Wow. Wow. Excellent. You had, you had true grit. Yes, that's what it tastes like. Right. That's when you I, do. I, you I stepped when out I was, of your comfort zone. Yeah. When I was first on the job in New York, yes. and um, I went to this uh, diner, like a little luncheonette, and a lot of the people who, moved, who lived in the South moved up north in the 50s, took up jobs, yes, yes. 40s and 50s, yes. right? And right. so they were still there grits. in certain neighborhoods. You yeah, know, and they and still had grits. To work, so <sighs> I sat down and I wanted I'll try it, you know? Mm. And I learned how to eat them. So the first time I was on the job in the sheriff's office down here, I ordered some grits in. Two eggs over easy and bacon. And I take it and you throw the eggs in the grits with cheese and butter mm, and oh salt and pepper. Uh. You mix the eggs, crush them, cut oh. the bacon, and you eat them all together. That guys, sounds oh, good. How'd y'all know about that? No, it yeah, I didn't, no that's great. Before you were born. Sounds like something wow. having a garbage disposal. Right. Right. That's how we <laughs> another, another, another perspective. Good. Look, okay. I'm in the 20, South, baby. 22 years in the military. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. How many times All you we eat had grits? for breakfast out in the field when you had what they call class B? Yes, uh, was grits. Oh fuck! And um, that I don't believe. I don't believe that. I, they, they they spend billions of dollars on soldiers' food every year. They're not going to give you grits, there, dude. Someone was that's all you had for MREs was grits. Class that's B. It? That's all you had, and wow. I had never seen or heard 
something so hideous as grits. So <laughs> that's all you had to eat. So I put cat on the grits and they were at least palatable. Ugh. And all of the there is everybody in the Can I tell you something? And Grits are disgusting. They they they, they have the no, perfect not. name. They, 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 they have the perfect name. It's like, like eating the grits. Sorry. All of the guys. All of the guys from down south. Big surprise. Were, were no, they weren't surprised. No, there's a they big surprise. They, they like they oh, were, they didn't like the grits. They were ketchup on grits. Oh, and then when I when I ate the grits with ketchup. Yes. Not too bad. <laughs> well, now, now you're proving you're from Boston because people in Boston Roche. catch up on everything. Yeah. And I mean Gross everything. X. One other thing, man. Go ahead. That's terrible. I, I always, uh, we should probably add, uh, I always bring a book to read when I'm okay. at breakfast. Go ahead. So perhaps we should uh, list the book that I'm uh, reading at that particular breakfast every let's, week. Let's hear it. Do we have to? This week was The 20th <laughs> Plane by Albert Durant, Durant Watson. Uh, it channeled a book from the 1800s. Very interesting. Wow, huh? So we're plugging some guy who wrote it in the 1800s? Wow. Yep. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah, was, was the waitress or something? Yes, He right. chronicled the, uh, the uh, uh, channeling oh, in wow. two books. Interesting. Hey, Mac, truthfully, breakfast with a book or the racing form? Come on. It's not, it's not, it's not, the racing Never form. with a book yeah. there, Jago, I can tell you that. With the racing you know form? Occasionally, yes. All right, so listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll bring in our guest, hopefully. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The entire gang is here. And we'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey, a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrax. I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. I want to show what we have for you tonight. Let me introduce very quickly the expanded posse, uh, the poussée, as the kids say, on the streets of Paris. Girls, the very famous Wawan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Glad to be here. Okay. Dressed up like, as like always. Getty Lee again. He's getting a lot of Getty Lee. Seeing me on that there. Wow, and he's eating the Halloween candy. Interesting. Are you drinking the whipped vodka as well? Kit Kat? Yes, I am. Yeah. I love the whip vodka. Whip vodka. Gonna... I've never even heard of whip vodka. 
I can't even say whip vodka right now. No. Yeah. That's like how it. good it is. Yeah. Made okay. up. Fake. Also up there it in Maine. Fake. Up in the, the great northeast is uh, Commander Cobra. Coco. Eating, sir. And all, thank you very much for having me, Mac. Everyone has got the headsets now. I'm getting headset envy. Uh, also up there in um, Battle Creek, Michigan, the Battle Creek of the Republic, Switchblade Steve Ward, our national correspondent. Great to be here tonight. Okay. Everything good with you? Beyond wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any speaking appearances coming up soon that we can talk about very quickly? Uh, I, I may be speaking at a library in one of the suburbs of Cleveland uh, in May. Okay. Super dope. And, and also be another speaking engagement at the next uh, Beast of Bray Road Conference in Elkhorn, mm-hmm. Wisconsin in April. Okay. Very good. Switch. Okay. Getting around. More World famous, baby. World famous yeah. is right. Gets around. I guess now we have to clap for you. It's the hair and the bow tie. It's, it's really. It's, it's finally, when. It's finally when. working. Okay. I, uh, I will never forget all the little people all in these little boxes here. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, um. <laughs> you better not forget us. Yeah. <laughs> also, Agent X is here, the uh, man who works for the agency. The works for the agencies. X, you're here. Thank you for having me with this uh, illustrious crew and my um, my former comrade in arms. Uh-huh. Thanks. Okay. You know, I hate to be the guy in the room that says this, but of all the people who needs a hair system, it's X. Look at him. Or is, or is that the light just shining off just like the moon shines off the earth? <laughs> it is correct. Okay. If you wow. see me in person. It's the military haircut, man. This. Yeah. Yeah, well, they did and, a great job. And Mac, take off your hat. Take off hey. your. Hey, I'm not into that, though. Do you? Say, say what I mean. Well, listen. Ouch, uh, ouch. Barry is back with us. This is good. Okay. Uh, our security chief, Willie Club, is with us. Hello, Willie. I have returned. Little okay. technical difficulties, okay. but I'm back online. Okay. That's okay. You, once you take all the batteries Looking out of good. the toys and put them in the microphone, well, you're that's back it. in business. That's too early for that. Wow, wow. Right. Wow. Hostile. Uh, Al Ronaldo. batteries, one, one. Al Ronaldo, you're no, a mechanic. I feel a little hostility tonight from Coco. <laughs> really? not quite sure what it is. <laughs> what but, happened? Because uh, I've been good. I, you know, I haven't talked about Hi. his uh, big bacon at all or anything <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> wow, that keeps coming back man, to oh me. Man, oh, man. Listen. <laughs> Al Ronaldo, uh, UFO mechanic, is in the studio good with evening, us tonight. Uh, good evening, everyone. Okay. Good evening, Mac. And now saving the best for last. No, Jocko Johnson. Have I already introduced you, Jocko? You must keep tabs on no, it. No, but I'm, I'm still here. Jocko Johnson, ex-NYPD down south. He's sinking ever deeper into some, chair. But he's relaxing. Up That's to all. His beard, we won't be able to see him. I made some Irish coffee and not <laughs> enough yeah. uh, coffee. Too much Irish. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Uh, saving the best of last as always is our good friend, Raven. The good witch up there in Sideways, New York. Raven, how are you? Hi, Raven. Hi, Raven. Hi, I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Let me That's paint the good. picture you for you. Too. She's uh, <laughs> she's good. Thank you. In New York. That is excellent. I like that. That's a perfect way to describe where yeah, I am, it's too, perfect. because Never it's so it. backwards here. Okay. Let's copyright that immediately, Juan Juan, okay? Yes. Yeah, Let me paint the picture for you. She's wearing a green Sideways. hat. Green hat that might be hiding a bun. We don't know. Okay. But There's a, no bun up here. No bun up nope. there. No bun, no fun. Okay. All right. Nope. But looking very um, kind of... Um, 
what would you put the word there? Kind of hip, hip. hip. Ravishing. Very hip. Kind of ravishing. Kind of word. Kind of That's another word, ravishing. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. And I'm, that word as well. Thank you. I feel like I look like a, a bum, but okay. In the trenches, we say smoke Compared to the rest of us. Yeah, you know, right. I don't want to think about who you're bad. talking to. Now, listen, I just gonna, I'm, I'm going to embarrass her a little bit because Raven started on the show a year ago next week. A year ago next week? It seems like just a few. We're going to really? clap or something. Wow. It feels like it's like been so long. Well, it's so long. It seems like three or four oh, months. No. Okay. No, it seems like it's just a couple of months. Yeah. Me, to really? me, it does I too. Like yes. It feels like it's been so much longer. Wow. Okay. Really? Well, hmm. you know. That much fun, huh? Yeah. In a way, that's good. In a way, that's good. Look, here we go. Uh, it's come about February or so. I will be, uh, have been on the show for a half a decade. Hmm. Wow. wow. How long have we been incredible. on the show? And it doesn't seem more like two decades. You really don't. Okay. <laughs> You're know, having fun as well. Well, listen, we have a guest. Well, yeah, tonight. you have a switch. Switch. You are the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. We all agree on that. Can I introduce our guest? Okay. Joining us tonight is author um, S.W. O'Connell. How's that? Scott, how are you doing? We're going to call you Scott for the first segment, okay? Let's, uh, because he's put up with us, hey, let's clap him in, as they say in the biz. Okay? Welcome okay. to the show. Okay, Scott. So, Scott, listen, uh, you and X were um, colleagues, right? Way back when? Don't, we yes, can't we hear. Okay, we, you, you worked in the sensitive part of uh, counterintelligence in the Army. And, and if you ask anything, you can't answer, just say, you know, can't answer that. Okay, so, but, but you were doing counterintelligence work? as well yep yes yes we were and uh since it was over 30 years ago most of it's unclassified oh good all right cool all right it's okay it's, 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 x tells us top secrets all the time it's not a big deal okay <laughs> yeah you're right so we, now we, i'm gonna be in jail thank you especially when you have chinese guests he now, seems to get extremely floppy on those He's all over it with the chinese i'll take care of x i'll take care of i've already talked to scott about that okay. chinese guest and mac it's is, under just, investigation. Okay. Let's just leave right. it there. Continuing investigation. comes to worse, I know these guys up in federal correction. That's okay. Yeah. Hang on. All right. Listen. So anyway, we so totally unaware of that background of that Chinese guest. Totally unaware. You don't know that. No excuse. Okay, Scott. Let us get back to the guest. So, Scott, what what country were you in doing all this kind of spy stuff? Can you tell us that? Um, most of the time, Germany. Germany. Okay. For the uh, Federal Republic. Okay. Before the wall came down. Yeah. Yep. During the Wall period. I was. I moved up to Belgium with NATO. Oh, oh, I was right. the operations okay. director for the counterintelligence activity that supported NATO. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty exciting. When that was going on, it was uh, kind of surreal. Yeah, right. You're uh, running stuff against these guys, and they're trying to make peace. It was very interesting. Yeah, crazy, huh? And and you know what happened? We're talking about the the fall of the wall, but basically the end of the Soviet Union and the Soviet Empire, and so on and so forth. That we expended so much money and anxiety and everything, just kind of. You know, keeping them at bay, and then all of a sudden the whole thing just falls apart. It's just, it just was really a, a piece of history. It was incredible. Everything kind of changed that way. But listen, pre-Berlin, pre-Wall Berlin was really kind of a sketchy place, right? Really kind of a odd place. Berlin was up. Uh, Berlin was the center of uh, Ground Zero, really, for the Cold War. Everything happened there. In fact, there was a statistic once, and I don't know if it was urban legend, but they used to say that. All the operations the FBI ran, about 90% came from the military. And of those, about 90% came from the Army. And of those, about 80% came from the Army over in Europe. Now, that 
over 80% came out of Berlin. Wow. Because it was all about access. Berlin is where people could cross over and meet. Mm-hmm. And both sides exploited that. So there was lots of, uh, lots of right. cloak and dagger there. But then it kind of cascaded all over the rest of, mm-hmm. the, rest of the country. So, so be, while the Berlin Wall was still up, you you could pass between West Berlin and East Berlin, right? If you had what the papers or something. Okay. Uh, Checkpoint Charlie. Yeah. Okay. If you had uh, if you were an, an army uh, person in uniform, you could walk over to East Germany with nothing but your uniform on. Really? Your yeah. ID card. Really? So that part God. was yeah, it was all very open. It was an occupied to the Russians. They played it really to the very end. It was an occupied city to them. Mm-hmm, so uh, you could even if you were getting harassed jazz by the uh, East German cops. Stasi. You could play that card and scream for a Russian to come bail you out. Oh, really? Yeah. They'd have to. But can I just interject to my bud? Go you ahead. know, Scott, you and I, we weren't allowed ever to go there in, in those days. Without Clarence. Well, certain people couldn't, much. and we hey. couldn't. I yeah. went once, but I was in, I was in a, uh, they had uh, declared vehicles that could go over in, with diplomatic immunity. So okay. I got to go over one time. I was up there. And they, they let me go in, and we did a mission into the east. Hmm. What you do? We go over and collect over, over collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's that? Picking up someone? Picking up someone? Spy on them. You can't count tanks. Oh, well, no, we count tanks. It was a one-off. I was doing it for fun. Okay. Uh, usually we did the other stuff, but we went over with the guys spying just to see what it was like. Okay. Uh, so, so the mic, I think the Russians are probably hacking the broadcast because we missed that for a second. So what did you do when you went over in, to East Germany for fun? Uh, we counted tanks. Oh, we count the tanks. Some of the train stations, counted how many tanks were there. We checked all these security bases. So there was a routine that these guys would do every day. They took me along to okay. uh, two E6 and, uh, Intel And this was uh, allowed? NCOs. This was allowed? This we is, did it every day. This is something they allowed yeah, you to they, do? They, yeah. They, they did it to us. Yep, we and did. Of course, yeah. both sides have people checking on it. I'll just leave it at that. Sure, right. Unless uh, Tom wants to embellish. Right. But uh, we went on in Berlin. We actually had the general's flag. It was a big limousine, big like a Rolls Royce. Okay. And uh, But it had all kinds of electronic equipment in it. It was fun. Wow. Yeah. It, so it wasn't really what we were, you know, kind of hearing back at home, right? There was kind of like a gentleman's agreement between the Russians and us. I mean, no one really got shot or killed, right? Oh, some people got shot and killed. Yeah. <laughs> Major Nicholson. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, wasn't there at the some point... No comments. Wasn't there at That's one point right. there was kind of like a ceasefire declared and everyone kind of... Occasionally, they, they drew blood. There was no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. So When Nicholson got killed, I was in just starting to drive home from Switzerland on a ski trip just by myself. Wow. And I picked it up on the Swiss radio station. It was in German. And I knew there was going to be something happening. So I, and I worked for the headquarters. I was just a staff guy, yep. but I figured, oh, something's going to mobilize. So I just hit the pedal to the metal and I got six speeding tickets in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, baby. From Switzerland. It just kept pulling you over. <laughs> yes. And back Sorry, then you could Switzerland. just pay your fine on the spot and keep going. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so called a bribe here. Yes. Right. So, so, so let me ask you this though. So what we're talking about is uh, that, you know, in this kind of, you know, West Berlin, East Berlin was basically divided after World War II. The Russians took half. We took half, basically. All right. And, and the country itself was divided. But Berlin, which is in East Germany, was also divided, if you can imagine that. 
And right. so you had to to get into Berlin, you always had to go through, you know, Russian held territory, let's say. Okay, so that's why it was always kind of crazy. And this this um this colonel was he he got killed by you know, the enemy and that kind of started a, a war or something, but I heard Oh, go ahead. What happened? When did it happen in the 80s, right? It was the mid-80s, or am I got the date wrong? Yeah, yeah. Like 85-ish. Okay. And, 1985. Uh, yeah. And, and so was, go he ahead. Was, he was shot. He was actually out in one of their training areas uh, doing what he what he was really good at, and that's why they really went after him. He, he was targeted. They knew who he was, uh-huh. and that uh, sure uh, Agent X can, can give much more detail than I on this, but... Uh, it was a pretty big event for them to send that kind of a signal. Right. And what was they? What were they trying to say? At that time. And, of course, Reagan was president. What were they trying uh, to say? We're serious about what we're doing. And they were bringing in all kinds of new equipment. They you know, had spent, uh, while we were uh, stumbling around the jungles of Vietnam, they were building up their uh, their military. Stuff, yeah. Sort of like what China's doing today. Yeah. And uh, so while we were over in the desert. But, it, but uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. So hmm. We had this big investment, and they, they were protecting it. But you know, in a way, I mean, I hate to take the devil's advocate here, but in a way, I mean, it's a smart move, right? If you're the Russians. Well, <laughs> I, I have a lot to add to that, if I could. Okay, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, go ahead, X. Go ahead. It it really, uh, I don't think it was that one because it didn't. It stopped. It stopped him, unfortunately, but yeah. it didn't stop the mission. The mission went on. And I'll let Tom step in. This is X. kind of his his neighborhood. Go ahead, X. <laughs> okay, uh, he was shot by a 19-year-old draftee mm-hmm. who had been drafted about four months earlier, and um, at that time, you didn't shoot. We didn't shoot each other. We didn't kill each other. Right. Okay. Time. And um, so it, 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 it just was, we, and we had a lot of, a lot of uh, reactions to that. Go ahead. But we understood it was just some young kid and the Soviets took him out within 35 minutes. Okay. So we didn't get him. But listen, let me ask you this, though. I'm sorry to interrupt, but listen, was this kid put up to it or was it a mistake or, you know, what happened? No, he was a young kid. He saw somebody. Oh, I see. Okay. was an American and shot him. Right. And he made a steady diet that this guy's the enemy and he should be out of his vehicle. That's why he shot him. Here's the thing, and I think Jocko will, uh, you know, he'll uh, agree with this. I mean, the way that they hate to be like this, the way they whack mafia guys is they'll have some young stooge go up and hit, and hit him, and then they hit the stooge. Right, Jocko? I was thinking of that exactly when they were saying it. Or, you know, how he said they didn't kill each other? Yeah. Like the mob, you know, they didn't kill cops. We really didn't kill them unless it came down to, you know, this. how to be done or permission was given, you know? Okay. But, Absolutely right. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Okay, not, so not go ahead. Not too much. Go ahead. But we were on the other side. Yes. And we had ample opportunity to kill the counterpart right. of the major that got killed, we would never fact, do that. In fact, no Soviet operative was ever killed. No Soviet operative was ever killed. That you know of. Caught red-handed. Correct. Doing, that you know uh, of. That's correct. Not known. On, on the side where the news was against uh, the, the, the standing forces, and we knew what happened in East Germany. So, I'm sorry. Um, this one, they had a young kid that was way too scared, way too pumped up, 
fed too much BS. Hmm. He saw an American uniform and he shot. And yeah. that and that and the, the counter never happened. Same thing on the Korean border. Koreans would come down, North Koreans would come down, and they would whack our guys, and our guys had discipline. Their guys did. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Scott, please continue. Yeah, but you, so, X, somewhere, hang on a second. Somewhere in there, the yes, FBI sir. messed up, correct? Don't they <laughs> That's always? That's the way it always is. Yeah. They don't even belong overseas. That's a whole other show. Go ahead, Scott. So listen, so how, ahead, Scott, how many years did you continue. do this? How many years did you do this, this kind of spy work? Uh, 23 years in the Army. Really? Oh, man. And uh, of that, I did uh, 11 in Europe. Oh, really? Because okay. that's where the spies were. So I spent most of my time in Europe. I was there as a, mm -hmm. as a lieutenant in a tank division. Yes. Uh, I did intel there, though, intel and counter intel, and then third armor division. And mm -hmm. I came back, and I was on the staff. I was in charge of uh, communication security and uh, signal security for the Army. Mm -hmm. Then I took over support to our uh, special weapons, which is cool. an interesting job. I took that over the day the Pershing missiles came into Europe. Oh, that's so, the uh, uh, big controversy. I was captain, but I was running around with the, the pucker factor was real high for about six months. Yep, yep, uh, yep. They even had me. They brought him an old, an old uh, guy who was in the OSS in World War II. He jumped into France. His name was Jacques Schneider. And he was uh, <laughs> Alsatian French slash American. And uh, they brought him out of, not retirement, but he was working as an analyst back at Fort Meade. Okay. They brought him over, and he and I had to go to all these bases where the Pershing, new Pershing missiles were coming in mm -hmm. and uh, basically scout out where the Shpeznots might be to take out these missiles. Okay, let me explain. Either uh, rocket launchers or uh, high-powered rifles. Right, let me explain so, real quick. Uh, let me explain real yeah. quick. The Pershing missiles were what they call mid-range nuclear missiles that Reagan put in Europe uh, in the early 80s very, very close to Russian territory, and understandably, it made the Russians nervous. Uh, the Spetsnaz are the Russian, basically the Russian special forces. They are the baddest of the bad guys. Okay, go ahead, please, Scott. Yeah, so that was, uh, so we did that. That was that was a pretty interesting mission, but I finally got, uh, got to go back to what I wanted to do, which was operational CI, so I was able to move over to the same organization uh, Agent X was in, mm -hmm. and uh, I spent uh, two years there uh, running ops, running the battalion. It was a battalion. So we had about 250 special agents uh -huh. scattered in uh, 35, different, 35 different geographic locations, uh, supporting 26 military communities in four countries. Wow. Holy we cow. Ran about, uh, we ran about 100. Uh, we ran about, we had any one time, we had about 200 espionage cases ongoing. We were doing the, the vetting of about, uh, we vetted about 1,000 people. Uh, a month for their clearances and then we had to do a bunch of their terrorism was a thing even then so we yeah, had sure. uh, we had terrorism cases as well and then all kinds of incidents that we'd, we'd have about 100 terrorist incidents a month to run down plus putting out intel information mm -hmm. plus the uh, special mission units that we had it was it was a busy time it was a 16-hour day yes six or seven days a week but it's hardest cool, i worked in my life but it was the most fun i had yeah i was gonna say uh, it's not in was doing uh, that. Not in bed. Yep. Whoa, whoa, I've got to tell you, Matt, what if I can interject, go ahead. because I know this guy really well. Okay, go ahead. And he was there the same time as me. Yes. And I just want to say this, because uh, General Powell died last year. Right. I'm sorry, last week. Right. And Colin uh, Powell. 
General Powell, Colin Powell, was was a real, a real uh, legend. Yes. When I was a um, young, uh, when I was a captain, and I was a counterintelligence officer, like Scott was describing. Yes. But I was a tactical counterintelligence officer. Go ahead. I had to go into Fifth Corps, and Fifth Corps was the uh, command that three-star general. Colin Powell commanded, mm-hmm. and um, so every they'd give the briefings and all that, and then we'd all go back into a back room, right, with the, <laughs> with the um, division commanders and the colonels and everything else. I'm a captain, and they'd all give their briefings about this is what they were going to do if anything yep. happened. Okay, and I was the counterintelligence guy, so I'd say. This is why none of that will work. <laughs> you were the guy. You were the guy. Yeah. Okay. You were the guy at the party who told them what they were talking about. I was the guy about. that said, these are all your vulnerabilities. This is what the Soviet Warsaw Pact intelligence will do. And so they would come back to me and say, well, oh, we can't do anything. And it's a great story about General Powell. Go ahead. He said, let him go on. He's right, you're wrong. Wow, That's okay. X, X. Really? All right. X saved the world, man. I'm telling you. He's, he's our told hero. Four or no, five, five no, different no. stories where yeah, he Powell literally. was a good guy. I remember at the beginning of the first the Gulf War, he came out there and said, what we're doing is we're going over there and we're taking the whole toolbox. And I knew right then right. and then. Exactly. This guy is down for business. But he was also smart enough to know that the way you do it, and it sounds horrible, but the way you do it is very quick. You just do it yep. quick and, and work, get it yeah. over with, you know, and that's but that's what he did. I, I do I do have another quick story about General okay. Powell. This is Scott's segment, but good. Last, last week. Um, when t- fast forward two years, I'm now suddenly in a counterintelligence job with um, civilian clothes, long hair, and everything else, and. I had to go finally to see him, to read him off for a special access program. And so I sat in his office and I said, General, this is what you get read on, read in for and everything else. And he looked at me, he said, well, you spooky guys have so many programs that I can't keep up with them all. I'll just sign it. <laughs> but he said, I know you. Agent X, so I'll trust you. Cool story. Yeah, okay. wow. that's awesome. Yeah. I love music that. Behind that. Okay. <laughs> He's spooky guys. So listen, X, why did it? Why did it take so long for them to bury him and have the memorial at the repast away? Back up That's know. one reason. So. Oh, okay. I was wondering. It's like a month later they buried him. That's yeah, yeah. It took a while. Sometimes it takes a while. Yeah, he got express service. Wow. I was like, when was it gonna? When's it gonna happen? It's terrible. Um, so listen, Scott. So so when you were, uh, what was your rank when you were doing all these shenanigans? Uh, I was a captain, and then I became I made major. So I was a major for the last half. Okay. Half of it is a captain, half is a major. And do you miss it? Do you miss, how long have you been gone from it? When when was this all happening? From that, uh, quite a while. I won't go into it in this particular session, but when we retired <laughs> from the army, I continued on uh, as a civilian. And I'll, that's that's something for another another visit, maybe. But uh, mm-hmm. the army was, yeah, it was good. I mean, I got to uh, 
I got to uh, do everything I wanted to do yep. and uh, work with some great people, great Americans from all walks of life. Yep, interesting. Uh, all of them flawed people. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, all right. So these guys. That's were why you're so comfortable man. here. Yep. Oh wow. Coco going material. Okay. So yeah. listen. So Scott, you're also an author now. Um, you have a. Yeah. What's your latest book? Envoy of the Lord. It's a Cold War espionage time travel tale. Mm. It takes place in Canada and in Germany. Wow. Hits all the high points. Okay. Cool. Mm. Okay. And when did that? When did you write that? Uh. Oh, gosh, I started. It took me about two years, so oh. I finished. Wow. So it's, 2018, I guess I started writing it. Okay. Finished it in 2020, 21. Oh, I ask yeah. this of our uh, author guests all the time. Is it writing a book a pain in the ass? And isn't it just awful? It's really hard. It's there really hard. It's, it's one of those strange See. things. It's, uh, uh, it takes a lot of discipline. Yep. Uh, and when you hit the bumps in the road, it, it's tough. It, it can be very frustrating. Uh, mm -hmm. But when you have a product at the end of the at the end of the at the end of the rainbow, it's great when you've got a product mm -hmm. and you got the story you wanted to get out out. And this is a story I wanted to again, different thing for me to get into a different genre to okay. really bend my head. Yes. Uh, to think about a way somebody would travel in time. Uh, to think whether it could be used for intel purposes, which is what the story is about. Mm. It's uh, 1959. Sputnik went up a couple of years before. NORAD was created as response north american air defense alliance between canada and the u.s yes to stop the soviet uh, uh you know strategic weapons so the story is involves the canadian piece of norad and a small mm -hmm. top secret team in ottawa at a university in ottawa where they're trying to harness the power of the mind to, to travel okay. through time there we go as a weapon against the Soviets. i would just say right there stop right there it sounds good it sounds like a netflix series to me i would say you know put yeah. some canadian beauties sure does. I can can i interject Easily. sure this, go ahead, please. this this book is so fantastic yes it's the best of historical fiction mm -hmm. the best of science fiction mm -hmm. cool. and the best of espionage all wrapped into one book and no one has ever read a book like this good it is so damn good that's good maybe i'll say hbo instead of netflix right a little bit on the Ooh, yeah the bougie one yeah. the bougie one <laughs> so listen well, my, uh, go ahead uh, well my protagonist is unusual i picked a german okay who would pick a you know that's yeah. a <laughs> okay well, that, that would be unusual so listen so I, picked, so. I picked an ex-german army officer from world war ii who's an immigrator to okay. Canada that gets uh, recruited by the Canadians for this mission. Okay, well, see, here's the thing, is that we don't we don't want to give away the book. We want people to be intrigued, be teased, and go out and buy the book. So where can they buy the book? Amazon. Amazon. Just go on Amazon. It's called The Envoy of the Lord. Envoy of the Lord. Envoy of the Lord. I looked it up. It's in my cart. It's in so Raven's cart, so you've already made it. Yes. It's a bestseller. And waiting. my friend wrote a blurb or, or a oh, endorsement really? for that book that's called log rolling in the business but all right listen <laughs> why don't we do this it's really a good book <laughs> on amazon okay sw o'connell is that what you write under yeah cool okay well thanks a lot for joining us we really appreciate it uh let's give him a round of applause for his service and also for putting up with us uh, thank you very much, Scott. We really appreciate it. Okay, that's Envoy of the Law. Envoy of the Law on Amazon, okay? S.W. O'Connell, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Okay, and Bye. we'll be— Scott, uh, it was nice to meet you. 
Nice meeting you, Scott. Yeah. Good to meet Thank you. you. Really Thank you, brother, from the same neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Wow, huh? Uh, th uh, thank you, uh, Scott. And we're going to take goes. a commercial break now. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to McLoy's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. What a show we have for you tonight. What a gang we have here. The more fun, the better, okay? Uh, girls, the very famous JJ is here, one one. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. Drinking his whipped fun so far. Drinking his whipped vodka, whatever that is. Also, uh, uh, Commander <laughs> Cobra good. is up there. Yeah, whipping good. I get a feeling he's not drinking whipped vodka. Have you ever drank whipped vodka, Coco? Have you? No, but I've used it on a couple wounds. Oh, wow. This is a shock. <laughs> anyway. Our uh, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is up there in Dow Creek, Michigan. Switchblade. Great to be here. Went to Cracker Barrel today. Had a big, big lunch. Old-timer lunch. I don't know if I'd admit that on the air, but did you did you get a senior discount there with your old-timer lunch? Um. I didn't ask for one. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe I should have. The important thing is you weren't offered one. That's the real. That's the right important thing. And I'm fine. That's true because uh, I don't look much over, you know, mid forties. Okay. Exactly. Right. Yeah. See, they got Raven is agreeing with Hi. you for some reason. All right. Let's. Hello, Raven. Let's go to Raven now that that we see at Raven, a favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, and you spent a little time in Salem, Mass, right? Yeah, you gotta hook, yeah. hook up with me when you go down to Salem. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I know. Think that yeah. over, though. First. I will be yeah. back for sure. <laughs> okay, right. Yes, we were just there. Nuts, for right? Our honeymoon. <laughs> okay, Salem and Salem, Mass, and on Halloween is completely nuts. Like the days all around is just like we live kind of near it. It's just insane. It's it's insane. Yeah. It is insane, but it's yeah. fun. It's it so is. fun. Yeah, people dressing up. People, I mean, people that aren't dressed up who just kind of look like that is uh, that's the craziest part. Back riding the, any one of the Halloween trains. The is Halloween a blast trains. I know. Too. I, it I really was, is. I was caught on one of those I ones. Mean, man. I did that. I made them you know, stop and 
you know, let me out. It was nuts, crazy. <laughs> but it's great, and People it would just on and off the train, yeah, and yeah, riding yeah. back, and there's so many trains going in and out of the the, the towns. It was just there's, a, there's a guy walking whew. around with no head. You know, he's in a suit, coat and tie, and he's got no head on. You, you, know, you know who the scariest guy I ran <laughs> into there was? I went there a few years ago. Yeah, and Halloween night, there's everybody walking down. You're doing their thing. They're all dressed up, and there was this one gentleman in the middle of the street. Dressed in a black suit and everything, and he had a Bible, and he's out there screaming, "They're all going to go to hell." Well, that's funny. And I thought, I at first I thought this guy was playing, yeah. but he was serious. He oh, was, you're serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, he ran was, into uh, a few of those. Really? Yeah, yeah. there's Raven a couple of them, awards. and they're they're not <laughs> kidding in the least. They're you're all <laughs> going, you're damned, and oh man, isn't that really uh, uh, too high of a mountain to climb to try to you I know? Mean, like, why are you going to just, like, shit on everyone? Yeah, I don't understand well, okay. it. That's an edit. Okay, yeah, I agree. So listen. Uh, also, so Raven uh, is here. Also, uh, Jocko Johnson hiding down in the south. Except NYPD Blue. How you doing, hey, there, Jocko? Everything okay with you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Okay. Doing all right. You look so relaxed. Great, you look relaxed. I'm hanging in there. You're hanging in there. That's all that counts. Okay. Um... Who did we not? Oh, Club, our security chief is here. Club, how you doing? You know, Mac, I was concerned. I thought you were going to forget about me. How can I do that? <laughs> we wouldn't forget about you. No, no, no. I'm doing great tonight, I'll tell you. I'm, and I'm learning a lot. And, I, and are you? I'm so yes. impressed with, you know, our intelligence agencies. Right. Uh, where would we be today? Yes. Without a lot of this behind the scenes stuff. I'm talking oh, Russian, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Thank but, you, yeah. boys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Could be. For sure. It's just hey, Mac, that. Doesn't. doesn't uh, Club look like Patton more and more every time. Yeah, I he look. does look like Patton. He has a little bit of a Patton thing going for sure. He looks like a lot of people. He looks like Wade Bulger. Looks like Patton. Looks like a judge. Looks like a doctor. You know, he looks very kind of distinguished. So well, what I, mean, I know. I know. Pat, I can I met do Pat. that. You can, if you were a casting agent, he would be great for so many different roles. Right. Yeah. Priest. I met his Why clubs not more commercials? Priest. Yeah. Cardinal. Right. Something like that. Yeah. I met yeah. Patton's grandson. George yes. Patton Waters, and yes. when I first saw him, I almost fell down because he looks just like his grandfather. Well, he's probably trying to affect that look. Unbelievable. Uh, agent X, talk about affecting a look. Agent X is with us. Yeah, agent, the guy who works for the agency, that works for the agency, uh, common intelligence officer with the U.S. Army at some point. X, what did you do? Were you mixing a drink? Oh. Okay. That's, sorry, that was me. not me. That's probably some uh, other. Right. Sorry, Who's I didn't put that. I didn't mute. Sorry. Let me get to uh, our guest. Okay. Whatever. His colleague. Anyway, thanks for having me. And yes. I thought you would ask, since I was with my uh, colleague. Go ahead. During the counterintelligence times. Yes. About things that happened. We haven't introduced um, him yet, but go ahead, please. Tease it. But we were on a, uh, a uh, foot surveillance, which was quite unusual okay. for us, as <laughs> Scott knows. We were in downtown Frankfurt. I think I told you this, Mac. Go ahead. And we had about seven or eight of my unit. And Looking we at were people's surveilling feet. our Looking target. At Looking at girls' feet and like uh, Quentin Tarantino? Is that what you were up to? No. <laughs> wow. And okay. we were surveilling our target, and it was in a department store. Yes. And Oh, I hear this story. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yes. You're following yeah. around the family. The clients were yeah. there with their wives, yeah. and they were all. Well, you got to tell the story you, right, dude. You got to tell the I've story right. I've got $5 right. with department one one's going to ask. No, no, I will. Let's, <laughs> let me I'm set the table real that. quick, okay? Real quick. Let's go. Basically, what, what you were doing, you were following <laughs> people. Hang on, hang on. You were following. not to tell it? <laughs> what? Hang on, hang on. You were following people on their side dressed up as kind of not normal Americans, right? You weren't in uniform. You were tailing them in a way just to kind of keep tabs Correct. on them. Right. Correct. Okay, go ahead. So you're in the Dale, department store. Any other comments? No, no, no. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's only a two-hour show. Let's go. So you're in there, okay, and, and you're in the bra section. What happened? <laughs> Did you really correct. try them on? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Anything for the country. No, yeah, come on. I want to hear the rest of the story. Go ahead. Come on. Oh, never mind. Oh, come Anybody on. Anybody else? Any, any, any comments? I'll tell the end right. story. Juan Juan wants to know what else she saw in the, in the department. I get to introduce, I guess, too. So it's, just Jay, tell us what so. happened. Tell us the punch. I want to hear the rest of the story. Knock it off, Mac. You want to write a book? Mac, I'm trying to tell him to say... Tell us the rest of the story. Let's listen to it. X, I just have to make one comment. The way you're positioning yourself, you look just like the Kilroy. I was going to say that. Because yeah. yeah, all right. I see is like your, your nose eyes. and your eyes above the bottom of your screen. Okay, go ahead. Getting, and you're getting more and more like angry. That. Still undercover. Go ahead, please. Uh, Raven has her uh, head down and she can't believe it. Go ahead. So what's the end of the story there, X, please? Is there a punchline? Oh, okay, listen. Let's go on to our guest. <laughs> okay, wait. So, <laughs> you know the story. All right. Well, no one else does. But we don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Mac knows, but we don't. We're <laughs> inside a um, department store in downtown Frankfurt doing a, a, a pedestrian or a foot surveillance. Mm -hmm. And the target were with their wives. Oh. And one of the wives sneezed, and I said, God bless you, uh -oh. which is a uh. most horrible thing you can do. Oh, you gave it away. Gesundheit. Why didn't you say Gesundheit? You're in Germany. Uh, okay. Because the sisters of St. Joseph oh, okay. and the Christian brothers <laughs> took precedence. Yeah, All right, that knee-jerk reaction. But I listen. Everybody's got to. Come in. Okay. When I now, listen now to you, I'm, I'm living a Salem on Halloween moment. So what happened? Your cover was yeah, long. Yeah, the story. No, that's not oh. it. That can was you, a, a retreat. Everybody has to chime in. Okay. Well, no. Well, let me. Can I so, introduce our guest first, though? He's your buddy. Okay. S. W. O'Connell, ex of uh, Army Counterintelligence, now an author. Thanks for joining us. You never thought it was going to be like this, right? No, I never thought everybody would be not talking to you. In with <laughs> I'm talking to Scott. Hello, Scott. So, somebody, Are you talking to so, me? No. no. So somebody said, "Wow, why did you say that?" And I looked at the female agent beside me, and I said, "And she was so good. She wiped her nose and sneezed again." Oh, wow! That is thinking on you. And if we didn't have all the kibitzing. And all the people yes. coming in to this, the story would have made much more sense. Okay. All right. But I want to introduce our guest first, though, okay? You could have been in danger at that point then, Agent X, right? Yeah. You should have had the big box of Kleenex, like you do one one. Look. That was scary. Author uh, S.W. Scott, I apologize for this. <laughs> all right. God, what, a, what an awesome job you guys were doing. That's 
That is amazing stuff. And you didn't get shot at or anything, right? Well, you don't know that. Listen, let me just introduce him, please. <laughs> Scott O'Connell, how you doing? You never thought it was going to be like this, correct? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, good. See, so we fooled some guy who spent all these years in counterintelligence. Okay. Uh, you guys are heroes in my book. I drove a cab in New York in the day, so I'm used to anything. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. That explains a lot. So listen, why don't we do this? Okay, thanks for hanging around with us, wow. Scott. We really appreciate it. The name of his new book is uh, Envoy of the Law. Just go on to uh, Amazon.com. Uh, we have a couple segments to do here. And the first one was um, that uh, Raven, as you know, has a crystal ball and she knows how to use it. Okay, everybody on the show has been a victim of this except me. So tonight, is that what's going to happen? You're going to crystal ball me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think I'm missing switch, though, if I'm not mistaken. No, we got into switch. I thought switch was the first Did one. Did we do switch? Switch, have we done this to you? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Or maybe I did. I don't know. I'll look back. I, I don't know. But... Why don't you give him his? Just I might look... have been wearing aluminum foil at the time and didn't really maybe. Get, the, get the vibe. Okay. I'll look in my crystal ball records. Okay. Anyways. Here we go. So we do have Matt. You know, they, they do say ready? the devil is in the deep. Right, <laughs> Start the music. Go Raven. Start the music. Okay. Uh, Matt's birthday, February 9th. Uh, this is the day of vibrancy. Uh, Mac is an Aquarius. He's an air sign. And he is ruled by the number nine and Mars. Um, so you tend to be highly spontaneous and are attracted to exciting happenings. However... <laughs> You can sometimes be unrestrained and need to focus on unbuckling down and kind of centering yourself more when necessary. Um, so there's kind of like a little aloofness almost. Oh, okay, um, yes. You are yeah. no stranger to suffering and you often That's use true. this uh, to help raise the spirits of family and friends um, mm. because you're so highly evolved. Painful <laughs> memories can often be used as a tool um, mm. and that helps to uplift and inspire others. There you go. Especially um, at the racetrack. You are. <laughs> don't bet that house. Go ahead, please. You are a survivor, uh, meaning that you've paid your dues. Um, because of this, you are able to understand difficulties that others face with wisdom and compassion. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a really good quality. Yes. Um, despite being um, a colorful individual, you sometimes struggle to remain positive and vibrant. Um, <laughs> it is as if you see. You're in like a constant battle with the 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 dark and the light of your personality. So there's those those wow. they're pulling each other kind of. So okay. um, that is something that could be um, something that you face in the future. A problem as, as difficult. An issue. Um, but despite this, your sympathy and your insight are often sought sought out after sought. I'm sorry, sought after in your social circle. Um, your strengths, you're, like I said, colorful, and you are productive. Uh, your weaknesses, you can be scattered and troubled. Wow. Um, I do have your tarot card, of oh, course. Oh, don't, 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 don't. What is it? Scattered this and troubled. Drum roll, please. Card. The name of my next book. This is The Hermit. The, the hermit, hermit is my absolute favorite card. Okay. And my cards are a little different than traditional ones. Oh, so boy. this has a turtle in its shell with a little lantern on the top. What? Um. Yeah, the hermit. Go ahead. Uh, so this card represents meditation, isolation, and solitude. Okay. The hermit motivates and guides others on their path. Yes. Uh, and through, <clears throat> on their path through stillness 
and through stillness, I apologize, mm -hmm. brings wisdom to all. All right. And this is a very, very celebrated card in, in the deck. Better like than Juan Juan's card, okay. right? Better than Juan Juan's card, correct? I'd have I don't remember what Juan Juan's is. I do. Um I have to go back and double check. That would be a big yes. Yes. Okay. Um wow, and okay. you share a birthday with Alice Walker. Uh, Alice. and she was the author of The Color Purple. Oh. Joe Pesci, as jo we all know, is really? an actor. Okay. Carol King, a musician. Yes. Charlie Day, he's an actor. Okay. William Henry Harrison. Whoa. Whoa, the president. Yes, president. Yeah. Yeah, huh. And John Ziegler, he is the National Hockey League president. And your meditation mm -hmm. is fate itself is the ultimate Zen master. Wow. Okay. Man. Wow, that's a good one. I, good I, reading. I should write that, write this down, right? I should probably know this the future. Take Th notes. Thank you, Raven. Okay, yes. You're I'm just so glad welcome. it wasn't like one of these skull and bones tarot cards, you know, because that's never no, good, right? I don't have any like that. Mine are all super oh, mine nice. are nice. Mine are cute. Well, I'll, I'll toss it in there and okay. and probably uh probably come in on the wing on this pretty this quick is, but this is uh, trouble. a couple points in my life i was in some pretty uh pretty dark areas and uh, mac was always a consistent uh good ear and friend i uh, and I, I i always think back to those times and i appreciate it so i think it's a pretty good read that you have on him raven is it uh, good is it implied if i say i can't remember those times oh that's okay <laughs> Right, didn't say anything about your caring heart. We we're just talking about the, the time you were there with you. Wow. Heck, you're on the wing, so. On the chicken wing. All right, look, yeah. this, this is what we're going to yeah, do. You know what? I can chime in on that a little bit. Uh, when I was offered a podcast, uh, Mac uh, was very encouraging. He said I should go ahead and take it. You know, it wasn't there wasn't any competition or anything like that for the show. Mm. So I appreciated that. Wow. He's okay. very supportive so about great. that. All right. Okay. I will clap for myself then. Wow. Yes, we all I am a great guy, as it turns out. When Mac invited me to his home to uh, disinfect his PC, oh, hang on now. And his, uh, his lovely wife Lois Lane was waiting in the wings to see if I was going to work out before she brought down her laptop. He offered me a pair of uh, PPE gloves uh, just to warn me that uh, you know whatever might have been contained in his PC could be. Uh, serious. So, oh man! Okay. I thank wow. him for that. That's a long road for that joke. What are you trying to say? That I had some. <laughs> you, you have a virus. Okay. He didn't want to touch your computer after yeah. he touched wow. his own. I say now I understand. Was, it, okay. was the keyboard sticky? And if it wasn't for Mac, face right. it, none of us would be here. Thank, thank you, Al. That is very true. Okay. Yay that was, to Mac. That was, that's right. All right, listen. The whole there's so many connections to Mac. It's unbelievable. I'm uh, glad that this we got this over with. Next week it's you, this Switchy. You should have kept your mouth shut there, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think uh, I think we already did. Uh, oh yeah, all of a sudden. Have we done club? I, I have a really good memory. Do we do? I don't okay. think you did Switchy. No. Hey, hey club. Uh, did we do you? Right. You didn't do Switchy. Yeah, but one one doesn't have a very good memory, so I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> hey club. Right about that. Did we? Yeah. Did we did, did did we ever read your fortune on the year yet? Oh, you bet she did. Oh, really? I yeah. definitely did club. Wait, no. but did I do one one? I yes. never did one one. No, that was didn't. the one. I didn't. didn't. Oh, I think you did though. Okay, wasn't that the one about nope. the strippers and the feet and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> My reading would not include any details right, on strippers. Right. Hang on. All right, so listen. We, we know all about it. We don't need it. I right, we'll, we'll we're gonna I do. Just, if she does me, I just hope the the, the ten of swords or whatever it is doesn't show up in my. The, the in my reading. Sorts. Okay, all right. Let's uh, move Eileen on. Is gonna, Mrs. Juan Juan is going to do, do a, a tarot careful. reading. 
Oh, really? Shortly. On you? Yeah. yeah. We do it on the air? Okay, we have her report later. Maybe, that's, just strength. that's your really strength in a marriage right yeah, there. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a good thing. Right there. I listen. Okay, so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here in the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Hey, fans. Lois Lane here. And I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of Wanwan will be handled on a case-by-case basis. Back if you went to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. <sighs> this is Mac Maloney. I cannot describe accurately the kind of show it has been tonight. But I'll introduce <laughs> the members of the posse and maybe, you know, <laughs> you can figure it out for yourselves. Girls, the uh, very famous JJ Wan Wan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. I'm exhausted. This has been an amazing show tonight. Really? It's not the whip vodka you've been drinking? It's... The exhaustion of the show. I'm, I'm drinking that to chill. Okay, to chill. All right, well, mm-hmm. no wonder he's my hero. Also up there, my <laughs> other hero. Up in uh, the great state of Maine, Man uh, Cobra. Good evening, sir, and thank you for letting me be part of the forum. Okay, okay. all right. And, um, I mean, I have to ask, everything okay with the pig and stuff? Zeppelin the pig? <laughs> yeah, Zeppelin's cool. Air is cool. Uh-huh. Um, okay. The ball is. He's hus- getting a lot of fan mail. Uh, I go to a lot of places, and people want to know where he is, why why he's not with me. Um, <laughs> the pig. Yeah, because he used to make quite a few trips with uh, Bear and I in the truck, and he's a little bit big for that now. He's like two hundred so, pounds. Uh, right? He's uh, he's right around 70, 75 70 pounds. Seventy pounds. Right? Wow. him up. Wow. He's a house pig. Fatten him up now. He's a house okay. pig. He's just coming. Now, listen, hold up. Hold on a second. Okay, Raven, block your ears. I mean, what do you expect? That pig to die of old age? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Live a long time. Well, let's put this to Raven. Raven, what do you think of uh, Zeppelin? I love Zeppelin so, so much. I was actually looking at pictures of him the other day on my phone because I miss him. And Bear. Misses the pig. And all of the animals. And the dog. And of course, they're going to die of old age. Oh, really? they're, they're regular animals. Okay. Would you eat? Would you eat? Pets. Would you eat a ham sub on the air for us? No. No. Okay. Nope. No. All right. No Try way. to go there. <laughs> no, no thank way back. you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, we wow. talked about the pigs. Okay. Okay. And Eddie, the ball is hot. okay, Teddy. I mean, everybody's good. Okay. Uh, good. To hear. Teddy uh, is. Uh, He's been a busy lad. Just leave it at that. Wow. Teddy. He needs, he needs Prozac. I know. I feel bad for Teddy. Uh, anyway, 
Okay, let's move on. Switchblade Steve Ward is here with us. He has tarot cards in the background. He was at Cracker Barrel today for lunch, had a big lunch. Switching. Great to be here today. Now, was that your lunch with the grits and all that stuff? Was that lunch or breakfast? That was uh, kind of a, a later breakfast. A later bre oh, breakfast, too. Call it brunch. Breakfast 2.2, yeah. Two. yeah, brunch. <laughs> oh. I just call it a later breakfast. What was, uh, yeah, what was your early breakfast? <laughs> what was your early breakfast? Uh, oh, that's, I didn't. Why, why would you have to go there? Coco, insinuating that people from Michigan are what? I'm trying to talk farmer's kitchen into serving grits. You know, they did once and they said, eh, but they didn't do it right. Wow. We're not even close. Wow. Oh, yeah, That's it. something to get a behind. A couple of years ago. Okay. Look it. So anyway, so um, Switchy, which have a breakfast? If that was breakfast 2.0, what was? What was lunch? No, no. What was your earlier breakfast? Oh, I see. You didn't eat a oh, breakfast. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't have an earlier breakfast. Oh, wow. You see, Mac, are you from Michigan? A little bit later. I, I must be. Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. Something in the water up there. Yeah. Listen. Coco is fresh to But it, it was definitely breakfast food. <laughs> so, you know, okay. I would call it breakfast. Breakfast, breakfast all day. Okay. All right. Okay. That's right. All right, listen. What else did you eat today? I think is what he was trying to say. This is, yeah, that's, I was trying to get to. Uh, Thank you, Jock. I don't know, a little bit of this and that. Uh, okay, I think I had a Pop-Tart and. Uh, <laughs> good, good, good. I don't know what else I had. Good Something. to hear. Mm. Wow. I can remember every single thing I ate today. Want to hear it? I heard it. Yeah, it was yeah. disgusting. Okay. I want to hear it. I didn't Thank hear you. it. Uh, luckily, our security chief, Willie Club, is here with us. Mac, I'm having a fun time tonight. Are you really? really uh, very enjoyable. But it's, you're taking again, notes. A lot going on. You're taking but, lots of But, you know, I, I had to tell you, you know, listening to Coco. What's that? You know, I have a pig also. Uh-oh. Yeah, I keep it in the fridge. <laughs> oh. oh. Cobra, that, that thing is going in and out. Like, oh, there he is. In your arms in. Oh, that's a cat. That's a funny-looking pig. Simon heard that Raven's here, so he wanted to uh, get on the screen and say hi. Really? What is it, a cat? It's, it's, a cat. it's my main coon cat. Okay, I couldn't see because the like the background is those, fading out. Those now. things are like freaking dogs, coon cats. Okay, He's listen, a sweetie. Club, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Coon cats are cool. We had one. Jocko Ray, Johnson. I'm going to ask you a cat question later. Don't okay. go away later. Jocko okay. Johnson. Okay, we we can stay on the air for that if you want company. Hearing that from him. Um, sure. Jocko, down yes, in hiding, down in the south, X NYPD blue. Everything okay with you? Yeah. You look right. so freaking relaxed that I envy you. You just got to chill, man. Okay. Wow. Okay. Jocko's telling me to chill. I'm going to take your advice. Hey, I just I just want to know what's going on sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I walk the right line. You know, I'm man. on that train. I saving the Oh, uh, I was going to say saving the best for last. The beauty no. of the, among the beasts. But Al Ronaldo, oh, UFO mechanic, is here with us. Hi, Mac. How are you doing? The designated and, driver. And I didn't even... You know, I was up at four thirty this morning. I didn't have anything to eat until until that Budweiser two two this afternoon. <laughs> there's rice and hops. Yikes. Yeah, there's nutrition. And oh, I was on the road. I was gone. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> I don't know what I had today. Yeah, go ahead. I got a quart, half a corn muffin, like you know, to have just the tops, like nice. the black one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was one. The coffee, and then I had some uh, chicken and pajamas for that. Pick oh, chicken and what? Pajamas. 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 Chicken parmesan. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wow. I, got, I got Jack on show and tell if you want. There you go. Oh, yeah, some Parmesan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 50 cow, man. Okay. Go two miles and a sniper rifle. You wow. don't even I thought it was noise. a cigar. I really thought it was a blunt. 
I thought it was a blunt. Why am I seeing that? Okay, look. I thought that was what it was. Too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't even want to know what, what that am I is. Two deuce, baby. All right, listen. <laughs> the beauty among the beasts. If she can stay with us for the rest of the show, we should give her a medal. Raven is with us up there in Sideways, New York. Raven. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Please tell us you're having fun. I am, okay. of course, always. Always, okay. All right, even it's okay with the pig talk and so on and ham sandwiches. Yeah, and okay. Zeppelin's so cute. I love him. Easter. Okay. All right, so listen, this is what we're no, going to do. I object. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only he would have a judge's gavel. I was given that by a judge because I took good care of him on something. <laughs> wow, okay. He had a big problem. Funny Nile testimony <laughs> later. Can you imagine us being dragged into court? <laughs> Uh, went so away. Listen, so listen, it went away. Huh? It went away. With one of those other things that you showed us. Wait, one, man, of those things that, one of those things that the <laughs> lieutenant calls you and says, you know, you're my uh, best guy, right? Yeah, sure, boss. Well, I got something for you. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, and it went away. You made it go away. Oops, my piece went away. I, I don't know Absolutely. how it happened. It just, it just did. Very interesting. <laughs> you know, this would be a good time to say two things. First of all, and everyone is going to uh, be hearing this for the first time, except Jocko and I is that we're going to try in the near future to come up with, you know, true crime podcasts are like the number one podcast everywhere. Okay. There's, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And there's, no, there's a lot of true crime podcasts, and people just love them. They can't get enough. Okay. We're going to look into doing true UFO crime podcasts. You know how many- UFO crime? Yeah. You know how many researchers have been, you know, said that they've been killed, or people say they've been killed and- and if you look at, you know, a lot of them are going to be speculative, though, okay? But there's a few. There's some guy in Poland, man. You're going to hear his story. And you say, well, what else happened to this guy? You know, what else could it be? So, yeah, true crime UFO stories. True UFO wow. yeah. crime stories. You have to show me which one that is, Max, so I can yeah. do that. It's the one in so Polish? I sent it to you in Polish. It was. That's right. So that uh, might be coming up. And also I want to tell people that. Our, our World War II Trivia Contest show is coming up, and we are playing for our listeners. So everyone who writes us an email, go to macmoney.com, hit contact, send us an email and say you want to be have your name put in the Magic Fishbowl. And at the end of the show, we're going to be picking out three names. And the uh, first prize is a really kind of cool deluxe edition of uh, Risk in Europe. A good friend, Philip Baines, who is um, the uh, president past of Winning Moves. They put out uh, Monopoly and Risk and Rubik's Cube and Clue and stuff like that. They're donating the prizes. And there will be the uh, deluxe edition of Risk in Europe. And then prizes two and three is the new Clue, which is actually an updated Clue from 1949. So that's cool. So just uh, send us an email. Say you want to be in the Magic Fishbowl at the end of the show. The World War II Trivia Show, we'll be picking up the lucky names, picking them out. Hopefully the fishbowl isn't hacked by the Russians again. <laughs> we hate it when the fishbowl gets hacked. Right. Yeah, I get a feeling it might. Stop Stop inviting Chinese agents to the studio. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? wow. Why is he bringing yeah. that up? That was all, all Max's fault, too. On that uh, leaving the bar. Yeah. handle it this time. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I wasn't even there, so you can't blame me. Okay. Oh, and the, how convenient. I talking wow. about so I, I don't know. Any. X was there. Where did he go? deniability. Okay, listen. So we have this little segment. We, Al and I, you know, when we get together and talk, we talk about how, like, back, especially in wartime, especially in World War II, they would come up with, like, these very, and, and after World War II, very kind of strange aircraft designs, okay? And, and a lot of them, 
you know, just didn't work. But they were they were like really experimental. These days, you know, the thing better work before you you know invest billions and billions of dollars into it. So you would think, you know, you would think, you know, sometimes you know they have to, uh, you know, they have to kind of work out the kinks. Let's say those kinks are worth like trillions of dollars. But you know, hey, listen, yeah. no one's perfect. It takes a decade, well, yeah. a decade and a half. You know, what's the well, point? sometimes they just now they can do it on a computer, right? And then so oh, they yeah. build oh. it. Now what happens is it looks so great, and the DOD guys say, you know what, put this in there, put that in there, put this in there, and right. that too, well, and that's what does it. That keeps the ball rolling. So listen, so listen, Al has uh, written down a bunch and uh, a few really kind of way out airplanes, right? Is that how we can? Well, yeah, yeah, some of the uh, World War II experimental stuff that uh, are right after the war. Go ahead. When you first get into the uh, the jet age, if you will, and uh, the first one Century series has to do with. Uh, the early Russian jets, because you know they had taken a bunch of uh, information from the Germans, and uh, yep. they brought they brought turbojets back to Russia when they as we did, them, as we did. So um, they brought back some German technology, some of the turbojets, and they tried building aircraft frames around them to make an operational fighter. And they were already in production with some of the copies of the uh, the engines they brought back. So, you know, starting in 1945, and they had multiple contractors, you know, different designs, a single and dual engine, you know, projects running. And one of the first ones was the Yak-15, which was a lightweight plane, but it got to 566 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. But severe vibration and, you know, a lot of system failures because they were rushed. They were not right. really big on, you know, doing anything as far as safety. Just to see if it worked. You yeah, know? they were really trying to get this thing going. So... uh they had a lot of, uh, you know, distortion of the frames because the, they'd, they'd fire this thing up and get it going that fast. And then, you know, it would start – elevators would be distorted or actually fall off the plane. Because you're going or, so fast. Right. And the they stresses and stuff. They had no idea what, you know, what was going to go okay. on. Yeah. So, you know, the, they had some serious problems. But, you know, that's how they learned. You know, unfortunately, some of the test pilots didn't <laughs> learn it. a whole lot because they didn't make, make well, that's, it. You know, that's what they're um, in business for. And then there was another one where they were saying that the uh, the British actually had uh, was a DH one hundred eight Swallow, which possibly interesting name. went supersonic before Chuck Yeager. Oh wow! Well, uh-huh. But because really? uh, because it killed the pilot, they didn't know at that point. And it was a guy named uh, Jeffrey De, Jeffroy De Havilland, mm-hmm. um, famous guy. When yeah, he was one of their big test pilots, mm-hmm. I believe. But anyway, he uh, he never got to tell them because at that point they had a problem with uh, they were afraid of spies, okay. so they couldn't report all over the radio that they had actually oh, done yeah. it. Sure. So uh, he probably did do it because they did hear a sonic boom, but they didn't know what it was. But he didn't survive. Now this is in a jet, right? Right, yeah, a okay. jet-powered plane. Okay, all right. See, because Chuck Yeager was actually in a rocket plane. Right, right. But for for jet plane to back then to break the sound barrier is a big deal. So Jaeger went, actually got to two point five, you know, Mach two point five at one point. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he obviously survived it. But he had a couple of close calls where the thing, oh yeah, went yeah. went crazy on him. But luckily, his went up and it didn't go down. So he was able to, you know, counter it. That's uh, two point five Mach two. 2.5 miles. That's about uh, 1,800 miles an hour? 1,650, I think. Okay. Right. And he did it in 1953. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's something that's else. That's pretty early on. That took stones. <laughs> yeah, and he had broken ribs <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he first broke this, the sound barrier. He actually crashed a motorcycle the night before. Oh, yeah, right, yes. And he used a, a piece of a broomstick to be able to close the door. Right, yeah. 
yeah, it was in the so, movie. But but they back then they weren't sure if you know if you broke the sound barrier, like all kinds of strange stuff would happen. They didn't know. They you no know, idea. the thing could come apart. You would your brains would be scrambled. They just didn't know. Right. So it was funny when he did it. Out. He couldn't even come on the radio and say, "Hey, I just did it." Yeah, right. Yeah, they he had to wait till he came down. That's what he what he did manage to say was something to the effect of, "Oh shit, this no this uh, this oh. mission was a success." <laughs> okay. You know, if you didn't know what the mission was, then yeah, yeah. you know you're okay. Sounds so good. he was, uh, you know, he was quite the man there. Okay. Uh, and then you know, other planes. There were uh, like the first supersonic production plane was an, an F7U Cutlass, which they nicknamed the Gutless. Wow. And uh, that was supersonic. That piece of yeah, yeah that's what it says. Oddest looking plane. It was, it was the first. Uh, it had the first supersonic bomb release. It was a multi-task. Um, Plane. It did uh, Two interceptors. It had you know did recon. It did fighter. But the losses were so high because this thing kept coming apart. They it, they also had this like very long long nose wheel, and they would land this on carriers, and the thing would just like yeah, break, would and they lost a lot. Blow its brains out. They said that it was double the uh, accident rate of an aircraft given at that time. Yeah, yeah. And it also had double uh, two twenty millimeter cannons on either side of the intake for the engine. Yes. So when they started firing the engine, uh, the uh, gun, Going to the it end. cost flame offs, oh, cool. flame out of the motor. There's some good design, right? <laughs> so what they figured out finally, after I guess they lost a few people, was uh, they'd have to fire the guns oh, on, so, on either side, you know, not not at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, they have to stagger the guns. It's a solution. So uh, it also had less than half the thrust promised, and yeah. the engines weren't real long time engines. So yes. Uh, you know, there, Sounds there, like uh, they needed some aeronautical bayet. Well, again, everybody's trying to rush, you know, yeah, right, rush sure. too. Uh, McDonald Douglas made an, or an F3H, which they called a lead sled. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not um, a plane you want to be flying. It was a carrier-based aircraft, Westinghouse engine. It was at a very poor forward visibility, Yeah. poor lateral stability, slow roll rate. That was in 1950. That's funny. The Navy, you know, they were they were the ones who were really kind of, you know, Let's just put it together and see if it works, yeah, type and, thing. And then you can understand it, but it's it's certainly not the way it's done today. And uh, they, then they fitted that with an afterburner to get more power out of it, and mm-hmm. uh, it was still, they said, unreliable. Um, the yeah, program stalled. You know, lack of more powerful, reliable engines. How much and, money is being spent on these things? You know, well, you know, back in those days, they probably weren't spent. Spends a ton of money, but now, yeah, yeah. oh my God, you know. But it's all down the drain. And then uh, the Boeing B forty seven. It had thin, flexible wings, and it had six turbojet engines and underwing fuel tanks and 18 Jado solid fuel rockets Jesus. for emergency takeoffs when fully loaded. Wow. Talk about wow. a bomb. a little bit of everything. Yeah, those are a little- Talk about a bomb on the runway. Yeah, right? those are little rockets that help, you know, jet-assisted takeoff. They, yeah. They're rockets that help you get off the ground exactly. if you're really heavy. Wow. And, and they were only really used for emergency takeoff- if the plane was fully loaded with fuel and fully loaded with, with armament. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said the, the funny thing was the, the pilots could look out while it was flying and see the wings flexing. Cool. And it was very unnerving. The must have felt, yeah, must have felt <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, and uh, landing yeah. and takeoffs were tricky. It averaged, uh, it needed an average of 1.3 miles of runway to land. <laughs> so, Is that all? Yeah. So um, That would not work at the Mystery Airport. <laughs> yeah, no, not any longer. But, you know, it's funny, though. We say that, you know, nothing was learned from these. But I, I, I got to assume that, you know, with each failure, they learned a little bit of something about something and then eventually put together, you know, planes like the F-4 
big plane, F-14, you know, I mean, those are right. classic airplanes. But boy, in the 50s, you look at the planes and you go, wow. How, you know, even the Blue Angels back then with this, like, F-3 Tiger and it's like this underpowered kind of crummy right. jet yet, you know. But in the day, it was it was, it was, yeah. yep. it was the yeah. best they had. And that, from what I was reading, they said that that Boeing uh, B-47 actually had a nuke burn during a crash. <laughs> it didn't ignite. It didn't go off but B-47, yep. the plane burned and uh the bomb didn't detonate but there was local contamination around that area where did that was it, that wasn't in anywhere near us was it no it was in england I okay. oh, oh, oh. and, uh, and it, it, <laughs> sorry it had, it had the reputation of in the name of being a crew killer so those are a few that i found <laughs> that was like, a wow. uh if you look at the b-47 what it is and, and they needed a bomber real quick okay so they just took a fighter design and they lengthened everything, and and they sit like fighters, one behind each other, and right. uh, yeah, it was kind of a stopgap before the B fifty two. Wow, wow. Well, you know, it, it, it once again, you know, went from that to really kind of these competitions between these, you know, F sixteens and you know F seventeens and so on, and then that's how they used to do it. But now I guess they just they can build these things almost to order now, and that has all gone away. They they can build them in like a year or so, which strange is in World War One. They used to like come out with a new fighter plane every month because it was just so quick and cheap to make them. Right. Once again, you know, if it works, it works. But there were so many fighter models during World War One that they just, you know, came up with. Some had three wings, some had two. You know, they, some had one. But I, anyway, I always got a big kick out of the uh, the guns that would shoot, and they they had cams on. Shoot, the, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they'd shoot through the propeller. Yes. I mean, seriously, think, about you think that. how fast that propeller's going. You know what they were doing before that is that they used to put pieces of uh, steel on the propeller, so if if the bullet hit it, 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 would, it would ricochet. It would bing off it. Yeah, Sometimes wow. it would come right back. But there was a guy, you know, some guy figured that out, put it between cams, and yeah. you know, it would actually shoot bullets through the moving propeller, which is crazy for World War One technology. That's yeah, really, that's wild. Anyway, thank you, Al, for that report. Let's thank clap you, for Al Excellent. because Dude. he has to drive me home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now um, we are at the point where everyone's been waiting for us a, a, a report from Switch. A report from the fringe. He's sitting there. He looks very astute to me. He has like a black turtleneck sweater on, it looks like. Got those big librarian ears. Professor Switch. Those librarian eyeglasses he got from Raven, apparently. Hale looks my good. Got yeah, my glasses? <laughs> That's the where hell? they went. I thought that skeleton took our glasses. Okay. And he has tarot cards behind him. Okay, Switchy. So what do you got for us there, buddy? Well, I've got a, a really strange one. Uh, cool. Everybody knows the name Whitley Strieber. Whitley and Ann Strieber wrote a book called The Communion oh. Letters. And these were uh, 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 thousands of people responded to communion when, uh, when Whitley first talked about these experiences he had. And uh, to talk about their own experiences, it was kind of reminiscent of uh, John Keel way back in the 60s. And I think it was True Magazine. Yes. He, uh, he decided to deal with the, uh, uh, the occupants, which they hadn't done that much of. Now, APRO, uh, the Lorenzans had, but it was not something that was dealt with a great deal. So Keel's the name of Keel's article was, never mind the saucer. Did you see the guys who were driving? <laughs> and that got a tremendous response. The editor... Uh, took him into his office one time, and there were already six full uh, post office bags full of these letters of the response from people. Yes. So that the Strievers got just a tremendous amount. And in the communion letters, they distilled that down to just a few stories. Now, this one is really, really bizarre. Uh, now, you know, when people write letters, sometimes they're not that detailed. 
and we, we don't know any names. We don't know where this took place, but it's in a rural area. It's uh, uh, the, the house is two stories. It's built into a hill. So when they go up to their, their kitchen is on the second floor. And uh, when they go up and look out through the window, uh, they can see the tops of the trees. So one night about 9 p.m., she's up doing the dishes and she sees some kind of a light. Uh, it's almost like there's maybe a car in the driveway or whatever, but then it's gone. There's nothing there anymore. Well, the next morning when they get up, this is a, uh, uh, a, a mother, father, and a couple of children. Uh, we don't know any names or anything like that. She uh, gets up and she looks out the window and she sees uh, a woman dressed in, looked like kind of a, a red windbreaker uh, walking into the stables. Her daughter goes in to look and there's nobody there. Um, so, uh, and then a little bit later, and, and you've got to understand that we've heard of the Oz factor where uh, uh, people have these experiences. Everything sometimes gets very quiet or they're kind of disassociated with reality. And that's what was happening to them all day. Uh, they, they, they could see these things going on, but they weren't, they were kind of uh, not, not in a stupor completely, but they just weren't uh, functioning completely. To, to deal with what was going on. So she sees this, a little man jump off the top of their pump house. Now they've got stables and a pump house. This must've been a, quite a, a piece of property. Now this little, little guy jumps off this eight foot pump house and takes off. And all she can see is she's got, he's got brown hair and the way he runs, it's, it's so, almost like there's a little bit of a bounce to him. Like gravity isn't completely, uh, uh, like he isn't completely governed by gravity. Um, and then at one point she decides to go grocery shopping. I mean, we've got these weird things going on. She goes out, brings back some groceries. Her husband comes up to her and says, you know, there, there's people up in the trees. And he said he tried to talk to them. And even the, the children went out of the front porch and they're looking at these beings or whatever up in the tree, which is just bizarre. And they're calling to them, you know, to come down, we won't hurt you. But there's no communication whatsoever. And as they, they look up in the trees, it seems like these entities have constructed some kind of a platform up in the trees. And they, they get a they got a pretty good view of, of some of the stuff that's going on from the second story window, uh, where they're almost level with the tops of the trees. And so they they saw these two particular beings. One of them had some kind of a they described it as a beautiful beaded antenna, <clears throat> excuse me, yes. protruding from their head. One of them looked more, in quotes, American. One looked a little more Asian, but they obviously, they were not human. The, the in quotes, American one, this is this gets so bizarre, had a, a brown mustache. One of them wore a dazzling piece of some, what looked like some kind of jewelry, like a band or something. Uh, it was multicolored with, with silver, gold, platinum, or apparently it looked like this. Now, it probably wasn't a piece of jewelry at all, if this is a real experience. Um, the impression they got was that whatever these entities were doing, they, they were monitoring the area, perhaps monitoring them. And uh, this went on for a while. And then the woman stepped outside, and she sees a uh, somebody, uh, one of these beings climbing a branch in the tree. And this is, looks, when she sees the face of this thing, it reminds her of the, the being on the cover of Whitley Strieber's Communion. And uh, this, this woman, this entity, was just too long and thin to be human. 
And she said, she found herself saying, you have no right to be here. You, you shouldn't do that without my permission. And then immediately she realizes how stupid that sounded because whatever's going on, they've got no control. And she goes back in the house go, and, and, and goes back to the upstairs window to get a better look. This entity is wearing something like an old fashioned flight cap. And not only that, this, this being is wearing some kind of goggles that match her elongated eyes. Where are you gonna buy those, huh? So, and, and also this the same being was holding some kind of a black box like affair uh, as if she was filming or monitoring something or, or trying to gauge something. And she, again, she goes outside again and she sees this, uh, not exactly a being, but some kind of like a mass of energy moving. It's moving along the ground. It also seems to have this same, so she describes it as a piece of jewelry, this kind of dazzling uh, piece of whatever it is uh, as part of this, this, uh, uh, this energy or whatever. Um, and then at 4 p.m., some friends stop by. So they tell them, you know, start to tell them about these, these beings in the trees. And so they go upstairs and they don't, they don't see anything. Their, their friends don't see anything. I wonder, you know, afterwards what their friends, if they even remember the incident, what they possibly thought of when they, when they're, when they, they told them, they said, well, these, these people are up in the trees. So, uh, and, and as the, the, so as the day goes on, it gets hazier and hazier. They remember less and less. The next day, everything's gone. Everything's back to normal. They're hearing birds up in the trees. Uh, they, uh, they talked to each other and they verified that they had all seen these strange things. The mother got, got very sick and she had to be hospitalized. She had uh, to have, uh, uh, she said, two liters of intravenous fluids. Uh, after a week, she recovered. One of her children, their youngest child, had started grinding her teeth and had really ground them down yeah. and was then sleeping with the covers over her head, which she had never done before. At first, the husband, the way he reacted was, uh, uh, well, we, we just, you know, experienced some kind of a crazy mass hallucination. But later on, he consented that, no, this was probably some kind of a, a real physical experience. Mm -hmm. uh, now, there's just there's dozens of stories in the uh, in the communion letters. Here's one other one. I actually had this one picked out for our Halloween show if we were going to use it okay. because it's just so damn creepy. And uh, uh, so it uh, this takes place in October of 1979. And these couple were parking and uh, in, in having a romantic evening. And uh, and uh, just so that uh, nobody judges these uh, this couple, they they got married later. OK, so uh, so there it, it's dark and uh, there's some heat lightning. But then all of a sudden, they notice that there's this car, kind of an odd looking car, if that's what it was, uh, facing in their direction in this parking area. They hadn't noticed it before. It, and if it arrived, it would have gotten there in complete total silence. They, they looked something like an old 1930s automobile, black or gray in color. It just didn't make any sense. And then, you know, imagine this, they see something like a small child standing next to the car. And they, they're kind of freaking out. This is late at night. What's this little kid doing out at, at, you know, at midnight in, in the middle of nowhere? So it stands there and staring at them is holding something like a pail. It's also wearing something like a full-bodied suit, 
and it even seems to have uh, almost like perhaps PJs with the feet in them. Wow. But I doubt that's what oh, it was. Stop wow. it. It's okay. so creepy. I love that. It oh, is creepy. I hate it. I mean, this is, this is late at night. And it has, it just has a completely unearthly look about it. Oh, and the first, first thought it was, they thought, well, maybe this is a ghost child. And maybe it had died in a car accident. And maybe this is, this is what it is, some kind of an apparition. Mm. Now, there's no moon out. But then all of a sudden, they notice there's a light above them. So this little entity, or ghost child, walks right in front of them. He's walking back and forth. And he's swinging this bucket or whatever it is. Uh, so then it goes to the passenger side, seems to get in this thing, but no door mm. seems to swing open. Nothing's making any sense. So, and then all of a sudden this figure appears again on the driver's side. Oh, so God. they're really freaked out. But then at some point they either fall asleep or lose time. And when they wake up, there's nothing there. How could you fall asleep? So who knows? I mean, that's uh, it's in the context in the communion letters as perhaps yep. some kind of a, you know, you've heard all these stories about people that have had some kind of an encounter. And right. let's see something crazy, right. like a giant rabbit walking across the street. I've had those. Road, or, or an owl, it, just things that don't, don't jive. Mm -hmm. So in, in both these cases, there was something, there was a disassociation with reality that seemed to be caused by some outer... Uh, influence. Right. Here's the thing is that, uh, just to wrap this up, is that anything that has to do with the paranormal or visions of what people see that include children is just creepy, you know? All you have it's to look so at The Shining. The, the, to me, I don't like The Shining, but the creepiest thing in that movie was when, <laughs> yes. when you see the kids, the two twins, you know, at the end of the hall and stuff, and they keep showing up. That's creepy to me. We've talked about this before. Twilight Zone, what's the name of that episode where you hear the kid in the walls there? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Little Girl Lost. Yeah. Uh, based just, on a story by Richard Matheson. Yes. Creepy. You know, and anytime you bring that in, it, it just, you know, in the, the pulled the geist and stuff and so on. Hey, Switchy, thank you very much for that report. My pleasure. Thank okay, you. Really appreciate it. Let's clap for him, please. Good job, Switch. As I would get letters from his agent. <laughs> well, listen, it's been quite a night. It's been quite a night. Okay, let me do the plugs first, and then we will uh, say goodbye to everybody and thank them. Uh, Homes for our troops. Homes for our troops, please uh, Google them. They are an establishment that um, raises money to build houses for Afghani and Iraqi war veterans who may have lost a limb uh, over there fighting for us. And what they do is they build these houses and they make them more accessible, like lower counter spaces, easier to get upstairs, things like that, things that will help these people get along. And then when they finish the house, they give them the keys, they rip up the mortgage, they give it to them for free. Okay, they deserve it. We had uh, the general on uh, recently, and he told us that, you know, more than half of the veterans that they help, and in fact, it's really, really high, then when they take the, um, the anxiety of, you know, where you're going to live off their plate, they go out and they get jobs, you know, they, they, I mean, it just helps them to just move on, okay? And uh, he reminded us that this isn't charity. Uh, it shouldn't be called charity. It's a moral obligation to these people to help them because what they sacrifice for us. Okay, so homes for our troops. Homes for our troops, just Google them and um, hopefully throw them a few bucks. And uh, the general, as we uh, have now named him, will be taking place in our World War II trivia contest, okay? Uh, the uh, head, um, head poop of homes for our troops. So just please, homes for our troops, Google them. 
Uh, also, our good friend Ross Sharp and his bad Englishman friends are putting back together a mosquito warplane from World War II. This is the famous plane that was made of wood because the British were running out of steel. And they put two Rolls-Royce engines on it, and it turned out to be the fastest airplane in World War II for about two years. So fast that they didn't put guns on a lot of them because... It outran the bullets. Outran the bullets. That's Can you imagine? Fast. That's how fast this thing was. Okay. Now, <laughs> Ross and his friends are putting one of these back together. Uh, it should be ready next year or so. Coco, can I ask you when they expect? Um, I think uh, we, if we are fortunate, we may see some uh, some ground runs by the end of twenty two, maybe uh, going into twenty three. Nice. Okay. Right now, the two fuselage uh, have they're being uh, formed as we speak. Mm -hmm. Quite an interesting plane, and we found out last week that they used to carry cookies. Or uh, uh, recently, we found that they used to carry cookies or a four thousand pound bomb on one of these airplanes. That's a big bomb load for such a uh, you know relatively small airplane. So that's the People's Mosquito Project. Google them, see what they're up to. One one has uh, volunteered to be the first civilian to take a ride. Can't wait. Can't wait. Will there be any training for this? No. What's that the point? I don't know. But you're going without a parachute. What's the point? Yeah. Okay. You either make it or you don't. Well, I've been up the creek without a paddle. Why else will be up in the air without a parachute? Okay. Wow. Okay. This is the name of his. You know, if, if Jada doesn't make it, that means Cobra and I move up. Exactly. Well, okay. Will anybody go to my funeral? That's the. That's interesting. Oh, I question think. Well, I, think be a big I mean, obviously. There'll be a big crowd. I'm not there. looking forward to that. I'm just, you know, pointing out the. the stating facts. the obvious, though. Switch. That's all. Okay. It's a dog eat dog world, don't they? Switch. You can move up right now on my position. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, I don't know if I can handle the pressure. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming the thing's going to land properly, so I'm not worried about it. But you know. Mm, yeah, we we're assuming that too. Okay. Yeah, everything should be fine. No, from what we learned from Coco today, you probably want to wear a diaper. Wear a diaper. Yeah, that. And bring snacks with I you. I think I'm on board with that. Okay. Good. The diaper and the snacks. Yeah. The there you go. I have snacks. your hat and your poster. <laughs> so listen, I want to thank everybody. First, let's thank uh, uh, friend S.W. O'Connell, who his, his new book, he joined us earlier. Uh, his new book is called Envoy of the Lord. Envoy of the Lord. And he also has a spy series written back about the uh, Revolutionary War. Just go on Amazon, S.W. O'Connell, Envoy of the Lord. Right. Okay, cool name. Um, and thank you to uh, Agent X. It must have been his bedtime because he dropped out in the middle of the show and uh, <laughs> entertained us with his stories of when he was a spy in Berlin. I mean, you know, frankly, I think we're lucky we didn't you know, get involved in World War III, you know, listen to those two guys talk. Anyway. I think we beat him up tonight. Is that, that the, the Yeah. Okay. All right. About his hair? About his lack of hair, you mean, or just generally beat him up? I think just generally. I mean, okay. he was telling those stories, and, no, he's just you know, people were just going at him. <laughs> really? People were running over him. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Maybe a cup of coffee would help him, a little caffeine to kind of get the motor going a little bit. I'm going to suggest that to him, okay? <laughs> anyway, thank you, Agent X. Thank you, Jocko. Thank you, Jocko, for uh, joining yeah, us tonight. You, Mac. Still got the NASA hat on. Jocko, well, you're a buffo tonight. I wore the NASA hat because I knew this show was going to be out of this world. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Jocko, the one material. You must be happy that your Giants won their first game, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. But they still stink. We can tell. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Willie Club. We appreciate you 
looking at Mac, us. Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. I, okay. uh, I really found it very informative. Okay. Well, now, when you buy your property in Ireland, you're going to invite us over? Oh, definitely. Really? Yeah. Will we be the servants or something like that? Would you put us to work in your man? No, 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 no. You, you're you going to come over there just like any other American, and we'll take all your money. Oh, cool. Can I use my old yes. Interpol, uh, passport, like paperwork? Or I think we get a regular passport. We'll be the ugly tourists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to need your own passport, yeah. My picture is on it, but, you know, it's a different kind of passport. Thank you, Willie Club, for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, also, um, Switch, if I said goodbye to you, I don't know, but okay. uh, thank you. Goodbye, Mac. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Coco, thank you for pleasure. joining us and for making it through the the uh, second ten for ten. Doing it another. Oh, thank you, sir. Ten oh, minutes. Talk about being educated, and uh, also um, thank you to uh, Raven. Okay, I usually let me leave you for last. Thank you, JJ, for joining us. We You're welcome. It. I love it. Okay, I live for this. We can Great talk. time tonight. Okay, what's the what's the brand of your uh, whipped vodka? I mean, what's the name of it? I don't know. Stoli? Okay, I good. Think, that I means, it, that it means it's, it's working. Yeah. I was going to say, it's no, got to be Smirnoff. Okay. Did they really? come up with no. all yeah. those crazy Maybe. flavors. Yeah, they have so Maybe. many flavors. It's, man, they have Probably a whole, Wackoff. yeah, really, a whole aisle of Smirnoff flavored vodkas. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, Raven, thank you for elucidating thank us you. on vodka and everything else. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We love your hat. Love the hat. Let's clap for her. Let's just out oh of gosh, appreciation. Doesn't need to clap for me. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! One year oh, on yeah, the show. Anniversary. Okay. Man, I you want. I'll pat myself on the back. Thank for that. you. you okay. Maybe the ghost will do it for you. You never know if you feel that pat on the back sometime. Ooh, maybe. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us, and I want to thank everybody out there for listening. I should just remind them real quick that we're going to be playing the World War II trivia contest very soon. Please write to us, go to macmoney.com, hit contact, and tell us you want to put your name. You want to put your name in the Magic Fishbowl at the end of the show for the trivia mm -hmm. contest. We're going to be picking out three names. The uh, first prize is a deluxe set of Risk in Europe and also second, third prizes, a reboot of the 1949 game of Clue. Thank you to Phil Baines, our good buddy, past president of Winning Moves um, Game Boards, who uh, put together this prize for us they also um they put out different kinds of monopoly you know that they have a monopoly for wisdom mass now i mean wisdom mass if you're not you're kidding really yeah if you're not familiar with it it's an unlikely city that you would do <laughs> wow. monopoly for all but hey listen who are us what's know, boardwalk who we did tell <laughs> yeah right, who do we to talk you know but anyway yeah yeah so uh, all uh -huh. different kinds of uh, monopoly games and everything um, winning moves. Thank you to Phil Beans. That's going to come up very soon. Also, I should remind everyone. Just like to throw it in there. Worcester doesn't kill its bears when they're walking around the streets. Just like to throw it. Probably them. not. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, that. Bear killer. You can also get. Yeah. You can also get. I mean, that was the, the, the headline was that this thing got hit by a car and the people who were going to take care of it. I think the headline would be there was a 200-pound, six-foot bear Walking around Salisbury, Mass., which is not out in the woods, you'd say. It's a, it's a highly populated area. Yeah. Are you, not, am I right, Alan? Yeah, well, not not just the fact that it got like, hit. It's just it was there walking around. Right? Walking I mean, around. I'm sorry. But, it was you know. looking for the nearest early bird special restaurant and go. then unfortunately yeah. met his demise. It probably had grits. My bears like brunch. And my bears wasn't paying like attention. And my you neighbors is both ways. I know Salisbury, really. Ironically enough, the restaurant closest to where I got hit was the Women's Circle. 
Yeah, there you okay, go. There you go. Listen. They have fine there breakfast there. So look at. I want to thank everyone, and I want Place to your bets and buy your tickets. I want to tell everyone to. Yes, right. Yeah, I want to tell everyone to uh, write to us if you want a bag of swag. Go to macmaloney.com, Hit the contact button. Give us your mailing address, and we will send out a bag of swag to you. We got new pins and the bar coasters are just flying off the shelves. Everyone wants the bar coasters. So uh, I think that's it. I think that's it, Uncle Al. Yeah. Okay, you're yeah. the uh, producer, the half of the producer tonight. Everything good? I think we're fine. Just give me thumbs up. I think up, we're uh, <laughs> way over time. I, yeah, we're yes, okay. over time, but right. you know, the magic of editing will take care fine. of that. I sound fast <laughs> on broadcast. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, gang, for joining us. And this is Matt. You're welcome. For the, uh, you. the entire gang saying, until you hear us next, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.